Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank you for your continued support by bringing you the biggest bath sale ever. Get my six-piece towel sets for the lowest price ever, only $39.96. His and her bathrobes, 50% off. Bath mats for as low as $17.49. And I'm also excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. And now they come in even more colors and wide sizes. They're made with the same great patented technology. And yes, you'll still save $90 a pair. So get the biggest savings ever on bath sheets, bath mats, washcloths, hand towels, bathrobes, slippers, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen, use your promo code and get deep discounts on all MyPillow bath products, including our six-piece towel sets, regular $89.98, now only $39.96. Get all your shopping in while quantities last, so please order now. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now, on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. I know why you're here, Neil. I know what you've been doing. I know why you hardly sleep. Why you live alone and why night after night you sit at your computer. You're looking for him. I know because I was once looking for the same thing. And when he found me, he told me I wasn't really looking for him. I was looking for an answer. It's the question that drives us, Neo. It's the question that brought you here. You know the question, just as I did.
Fuckers to another edition of the Patriot Party podcast. True I am correct. True spiracy. This is what 44. 44. Mm-hmm. Yes. How about them fucking eagles? You are fucking the Mick. A. I, I am, am the Vlin. Mick. I am the Mick, and you are Vlin. You got it. Welcome back, y'all. Hey, I just oh. what a fucking day yesterday. If you didn't see the absolute fucking destruction mm-hmm. of the Giants, I was very happy. Very happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Def, hope you heard that. I got another one to play too, but I ain't we'll, play. we'll get to it later. Unfortunately, um, I woke up this morning very late. We slept in seriously this morning. We got up at like 9.30. I woke up to a text message from Dustin saying that uh, he had a family emergency and he couldn't make it today. And could we reschedule? So he's going to join us next week. But that is quite all right because, um, you know, two weeks ago we started Tartaria <clears throat> and there was so much that we, we were like, all right, we got to do it again next week. And then last week we're like, shit, we still have more. We to still cover. have more to do. So we have a whole nother Tartaria episode for you. Um, so uh, this is going to be a lot of fun because last week we we very 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 lightly touched on Star Force, and I saw it pique your interest, mm-hmm. and that was something I wanted to dig further into as well. So I did. So basically, we've found more rabbit holes yes. to go down. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So, so and we still have the other rabbit holes that I had already delved down. So hopefully, uh, so um, we're gonna we're gonna do Star Forts um, and uh, the see, World Fair. So and the Orphan Trains, Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah. Just in case you are new to the conspiracy theory realm, okay? When we talk about rabbit holes, you see how we kind of opened this band-aid and as we opened this band-aid we realized there were several wounds and as we have gone down each wound it opens new um i guess you could call a another scab or so that we're finding more stuff so if you're new to this this is what wormholes are this is why they talk about wormholes you just kind of start researching and then holes. this is what research does end up going down these other things and realizing you're learning all this other bullshit and you're like holy fuck star fort what the fuck's a star fort no shit but yeah that really piqued my interest too um so uh, and hopefully ski is going to be able to join us later honestly i, I mean i sent him an, an invite um I hadn't really spoken to him though since we talked well, about it. We have ago. almost a full episode we to do, do here. We do have a full so episode. We, have, to we do could here. do four hours without a we problem. Could easily, with what and we're talking and about. we can only do three because we have a hard stop at 4 p.m. Correct. Because got to bring the kid to play practice. So, well, okay. anyway. It's okay. It's all good. It's fine. Yeah. But so think about this too. One of the things I, I thought was comical because she. Chose the song like literally two minutes before the show started. Yeah, like literally two minutes before the music started playing, she chose the song. Mm-hmm. So um, we were running, but a it was late today. really like hysterical because she chose the song, and then as we're going through it, if you remember that part in there um, about Lincoln, that's kind of like a hat tip to Tartaria. Mm-hmm. 
Because think about it. Lincoln was never that big. Mm-mm. The fucking the the goddamn the room, the Lincoln Monument, mm-hmm. the Lincoln Memorial, is thirty feet tall. Mm-hmm. Thirty feet tall. Was Lincoln a uh, an Eflin giant? Is there a possibility to that? I mean, who knows? I don't know. Def, was that not the fucking best game in the world yesterday? It was so good that Mick fell asleep. Yeah, well, I mean, they were fucking destroying them. And I and like at like midnight, and I got wrapped up in because uh, I don't watch football. I got wrapped up in watching Nightfall, um, which Mick turned me on to, which about the Templars and all kinds of interesting things. And uh, calm down, babe. Jeez, what? you're so like stiff there. Um, and uh, and I I went inside at like midnight. Said no woman ever. <laughs> I went in at midnight, and he's like passed out on the couch. And I was like, "Hey, babe, let's go to bed." Did the Eagles win? He was like, "I don't know." Mm. At that point, I didn't. But I can tell you this much: Wow, what a fucking game! All you had to do was watch the first half. The first half was everything. Twenty-one points unanswered. Four drives. Twenty-one. Yeah, sorry. CLB. Uh, I wonder. Did they say it nephilim instead of nephilim? I wonder. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Anyway. Well, I I'd stayed up as long as I was going to push it, and I was quite drunk, and we had gone to a birthday dinner that someone had scheduled on playoff night, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I, I had completely no idea forgot it was about playoff it. night. Why the fuck would I know it was playoff night? I don't pay attention. I don't care. So, I mean, she was awesome, though, because we did get home right for, well, we did, we missed kickoff, but we heard, we I heard was listening to it on the, on the radio in the car, and then we got home, and it was mm-hmm. the, Yep. And I watched the first opening drive. I was like, that. we had birthday cake before dinner in order for Mick to get home in time to watch the game. Exactly. So we made it right in time. Anyhow. So, all right, let's get started. So this is cool. Actually, this, this popped up on my Twitter feed. It was so weird. Um, watch this Random. y'all. And I, I do me a favor and, and post in the comments, just where you think this, this is. is, where in the world do you think this is? I already know. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I already know. Where is it? You don't know? No, it, I do know. If people you know, people can't tell? I No, no. Go ahead. Tell me where, where you think you it is. You couldn't tell? Hold tell, on. Tell me let where me, you tell Let me, me scoot the video back to okay. where we'll tell you exactly where, it, tell, where, it, tell where me, it's at. Tell me where Give you me think it is. Okay. Uh, Sue Humphrey Bears is closest geographically, by the way. Right there. Okay. Where is it? What is that in that lower left corner right there? I don't know. But where is it? It's a green, white, and red flag. Uh-huh. That is Mexico. No. That's not Mexico. It's in the middle of the Congo. With a green, white, and red flag. That is in the middle of the Congo. With a green, white, and red flag. It's an African flag. It's in the middle of the Congo. No, it's not. It's, it looks like the, I'm telling it looks like you, either the Italian flag or the fucking it's Mexican in flag. In the middle of the Congo. Wow. Wow. Yeah. If that is not evidence of Tartaria. 
I I don't know what is. In the middle of the freaking Congo, the African jungle, that. Yes, really, Def. Yeah. Wow is right. I, that, uh, I'm sorry. Am I looking? Show me the Congonese flag. I don't know, but it's in the, I'm telling you, it is in the middle right. of the Congo. We're, we're going to go look it up. That's it. I'm going to prove myself right or wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. I just, that looks really suspect. Let me see what the flag, what is the flag mm -hmm. of Congo? That could, uh -huh. yeah, that could be it. Yeah. All right. So let me bring this up. Um, if I can. Nice. See, hold on. Hold you have on. to just pull it. Hold, hold, hold on. Pull the whole no. thing over. No. What I have to do is this. All right. So I'm going to pull this. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take this. Yeah. They couldn't even see that flag, but you're so good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here you go. So yeah. there's the flag right there. Yep. This is the flag of yep. Congo. Yep. There is definitely a possibility yep. to that. That's I in the could, middle of the fucking Congo. I could definitely because look down here. Mm -hmm. If you look at if you look down here at this one here, and you look at that flag, those two look alike right here at this one and that one. Those two very much look alike. Mm -hmm. It's in that the middle of the Congo. That could very well be. Wow. Yeah. All right. Is that not crazy? That's pretty nuts. Okay, my mind's blown. <laughs> <laughs> just to start what, us out with. What the fuck did they need something that big out there for? In with, the middle of the Congo, which was... Not only that, look at the, the men on horseback. Occupied by, what, um, freaking savages with with spears and... Yeah. A, a, like, just and they loin, built that. Loincloths. And they, and they built, built that. that? You're, you're going to... Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. You're yeah, going to tell me that? No. Yep. Nope. No. Nope. No, I'm sorry. Nope. No, no, there's they're still jumping from telephone poles over there. Come on, by their dinglings, yeah, stretching their dinglings out. Yeah, you didn't, yeah. you don't know about that? Go watch fucking <laughs> National Geographic, bro. Swear to God, there's this one tribe in the Congo that they jump from the top of a telephone pole with their dingling talk uh, attached to another piece of wood, mm -hmm. and supposedly the wood's supposed to break free. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. That shit don't happen. Yeah. Snap. <laughs> now you're a girl. So yeah. So just um just wow. just a little starting out with mind blowing shit. I mean, I know. Fucking A. When, when I, I already like, feel like I need to take a puff of the bong. I, Holy fuck. <laughs> when I saw that pop up, like it blew my mind. I was like, oh, okay. Now you know the algorithm's working. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, oh yeah. Yes, and of the land is no, burning too. No, 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 was, we're not talking was, government. We're not talking deaf, politics today. Deaf, deaf. It was mostly peaceful. peaceful. Yes, but slightly fiery protest. <laughs> With a little bit of fire turned in, just just a little bit, just a little bit, just the tip, just okay. the tip. So we've been watching the uh, the Tartaria Decoded series, and this is, I think, uh, number six. But because we cut, we yeah, skipped a number, few. This is part six. Yeah, because I wanted to get into Star Forts. So this.
can buildings, depending on how they are designed and built, change the state of mind and mood of the people inside them? Is it possible that expert minds know how to harness the natural energies of the planet through megastructures and sacred geometry? For hundreds of years, a great number of beautiful buildings known as star forts, also known as bastion forts, adorn our planet like jewelry when we look at them from the sky. Nowadays, it is very rare to find much information about these star-like buildings, despite being a phenomenon that is found all over the world. Michelangelo, the great Italian artist, was the creator of the original design for star forts in an attempt to improve the defensive earthworks of Florence around the year 1520. In the following century, architects Baldassare Peruzzi and Vincenzo Scamozzi developed even more of Michelangelo's design. This construction model quickly became popular across Europe once it was exported from Italy in the 1530s and 40s. It continued to do so for the next three centuries. The term bastion fort can also be used to refer to star forts. These are military fortifications designed in a style that developed during the era of gunpowder when the cannon came to dominate the battlefield in the middle of the 15th century in Italy. Before the advent of cannons, castles and cities were protected using a circular type fence, which later proved not to be the most efficient in eliminating attackers. It left many blind spots available as long as the enemies were very close to the high walls. The star fort served as a response to the need to better defend the cities, for which the entire concept of fortification was redesigned. The star forts are characterized by overlapping triangular structures, or, as the name indicates, a star-type form. Sometimes large ditches or water channels were built around the fort to further protect it. The star forts were built higher than the ground level or even right at sea level, with an angle inclined inward. In this way, any attacks were more likely to hit the ground and not the walls. It is said that the star forts' acute angles served to eliminate dead zones. These were locations that could not be fired upon due to the angle of the fort's rounded turrets, which allowed the adversary to undermine the castle walls. Historians assure us that the fort's peculiar shape helped the people in charge of them cover the dead zones for protection during battles. But is there more to the star forts than mainstream history leads us to believe? Star forts were a type of building originally designed by the minds of the great master architects and masons of a previous empire. These structures, in addition to any military purpose they might have, performed a superior function. Was there more than meets the eye to the design of the star fort? How were these societies able to construct such marvelous and advanced structures using ancient and sacred geometry? It is important to examine what the purpose of the buildings were since there might be some very useful information contained inside these incredible structures. According to online researchers, 336 star forts have been discovered in the world so far. However, it's very likely that many remain unfound or have been completely covered by a previous mud flood type event. This number is surprising since practically on every continent there are star forts. Were these forts designed so efficiently that their construction methods spread so quickly around the world? How was the knowledge shared across seas and continents so long ago? Some researchers conclude that the construction methods for all these forts must have been the same 
or the information on how to build them prodigiously spread rapidly throughout the ancient world. Alternatively, were they all built by the same advanced civilization? A global empire, if you will? As we could already guess, most star forts share many similarities with each other, the most notable being that they are all built near large bodies of water, such as coasts, lakes, or rivers. Researchers of the Old World Reset Theory conclude that the star forts are built on terrestrial power lines or guidelines. These are built in specific locations containing large amounts of etheric energy of the Earth. Let's examine the role of water and frequency in these star fort designs. When a now, before we get into this, because... Here, put us up in the corner. One of the things I find interesting, and um, I, I, I kind of disagree in a way um, with their star fort theory. One of the things... One of the things that always... Well, you haven't heard their star fort theory yet. No, I have. I've heard enough that they were built by some celestial god. I, I didn't I did, say that. They said they, ancient civilization. They they said, Tartaria. I gotcha. But one of the things that I know is one of the things that drives our future development as either a country, as people, as humans, um, war. War, unfortunately, brings upon humanity. We get all sorts of technology from combat. We learn all sorts of new things. We learn not only how to kill people better, but we also learn how to save people's lives better. One of the things we also develop very quickly is technology to defend ourselves. Now, going back here, uh, remember 450. Okay. Going back here, okay, let's take a look really at some of these forts, all right? So minus those, I, I give you those, the weird ones that are dug into the ground, the mine ones, the ones that look like they've already been covered up by a mud flood. Those, All you need to do is go watch Josh Gates. Those when aren't he, just mine ones, babe. I, I got you. But most of them are, most of them are Aztec or mine. Oh, but no, wait, wait, we'll get just, to that part. Hold on. Okay. Just listen. Mm -hmm. If you go watch Josh Gates uncovering history, mm -hmm. he did a whole series where they found a and, and he even said they found a pyramid covered in uh when they finally removed it over 500 million tons of earth mm -hmm. they found an aztec pyramid buried in the middle of the jungle they actually found a whole city mm -hmm. with roads and everything connecting all these buildings in the middle of the jungle and they found the tops of trees below the buildings that were there. Okay. Were the Aztecs in upstate New York or the Netherlands? No, this was down in Mexico, down yeah. in... Star Forts are in upstate New York. No, they, the I know they are. San but Francisco one of the and... things, again, one, one more time, technology leads us to this. Exactly these walls. They were talking about the shape of these walls, the angle of these walls. If you remember cannonballs, all right? Mm -hmm. Cannonballs didn't explode. The first ones did not explode initially on contact. The first ones sat, they would sit in the brick until the fuse would burn down to where the explosive was, and then it would go off. So these walls were designed for that because if you have an angle on them, they roll. the ball rolls back down the wall mm -hmm. and it does less damage to the building. That's point number one. So that's technology. Mm hmm I, I know they're in upstate New York. I've been to the ones in upstate New York. Mm -hmm. I've seen them and they will tell you the same thing. Mm -hmm. 
continuing with this, if you go back to like, he was talking right, right here. Um, you can see, look at the size of those bricks. That's no joke. That's defense. That wall again is at an angle. It's impossible to climb because mm -hmm. you climb up to a point to where it goes straight up and down again. It goes from an angle to straight up and down. So you get to that point, you can't cross. There's no way you could cross over that threshold physically, unless like you're some superhuman. That's not happening. That's the reason these walls were built. It's not some super secret technology that somebody built years and years ago. This is just the best, most modern defenses that we saw. Now, these don't make any sense. These I'll give you. I have no idea. Couldn't even begin to explain that. Other than that might have been a method of construction, kind of like what they did for pyramids. Because if you remember the pyramids, they buried the pyramid and then excavated the whole, after they built it, then they excavated the whole thing and so, pulled all the dirt away. Let, let me ask you, let me pose a potential theory here. What if the, the, the star forts in the earth came first and then they... Just built upon them? Built on top of them. That's possible. For defensive capabilities. That's not negating the defensive capabilities, but then if they follow the lines of the forts or of the the earth, because that would be the the natural way to to build it, and they found that that was was great for defense, and I mean, then you end up with a fort that looks like a star because it's followed the line of the earth for the star that was already there. That's why I brought up the whole Josh Gates thing. Even Josh Gates said when they dug down and they unearthed this first Mayan temple and they found like 12 in one little area. Mm -hmm. When they dug down, like I said, he even said they found the tops of trees as if there are more trees below them, as if there was a gigantic flood of mud mm -hmm. that covered that part of the earth. Oh, yeah. And he said, how high are we here, really? Because according to our altimeter, we're at sea level. What was the but if there are level? tops of trees below me, what was the original sea level back in the day? It's mm -hmm. a great question. That's why I said that, because I think all of that kind of plays into this. And I, I think maybe, there's something added here. I think this is evidence of a mud flood right here. Maybe that's where the politicians of today get the idea that the sea levels are going to rise and you know, because they already have. That's possible. Four fifty. Yeah, I know. Going back there. I, I I don't know. I just know that these forts, though, they do have a tactical defensive. Oh, absolutely. Purpose for every single one. And there's even. Um, I was looking for it because I thought they were going to show up, but they haven't. Because the other star fort that I know exists out there that um, were uh, we've seen before, or well, at least I've seen the um, the one about the fucking the Templar fort is mm -hmm. out there oh yeah and that's a star that's fort. a star fort yeah yeah the the one that we think that sarah's body was taken to mm -hmm. that was a star that's a star fort that actually sits on top of um a hill or on top of like a, a plateau and then there's a drawbridge to the fort from the actual side of the mountain and there's like it's like a, a sheer cliff, a sheer face. cliff yeah. face that goes straight down in between mm -hmm. like you can't get into this thing without crossing that drawbridge there's only one way in and one way out i was like damn well, they're going to get into moats here in a minute. That's really interesting too. So you got to love a moat, a good mm -hmm. moat. We need a moat. Maybe we, maybe we have one. Maybe we'll build one. <laughs> build a moat around my property. Be fucking awesome. Go ahead, 
fucking assault this bitches her scope and subjected to a specific vibrational frequency the particles adopt a geometric shape the shape that the particles take on is dependent on the frequency that was applied the tests that were conducted by masaru emoto a japanese author scholar and researcher are given as an illustration of this idea in 1994 he collected samples from a pristine water Back what? it up just a little bit because I think we missed the first part of this. So go a no, little bit. You heard this. Uh, Four fifty. Go a little bit right before there. then, though, because the the concept of this. Go back just a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Start from there. You can see in these star fort designs, when a particle of water is examined with a microscope and subjected to a specific vibrational frequency, the particles adopt a geometric shape. The shape that the particles take on is dependent on the frequency that was applied. The tests that were conducted by Masaru Emoto, a Japanese author, scholar, and researcher, are given as an illustration of this idea. In 1994, he collected samples from a pristine water source in Japan, froze a few drops of the water, and then analyzed the frozen drops using an electron microscope. The images presented stunning examples of crystalline hexagons that resembled snowflakes. Similarly, audio frequencies on grains of particles can create the most stunning geometric designs. These designs can be found in the ancient architecture found across our realm. Emoto then took water from a polluted river, froze it, photographed a few drops of it, and verified that the image that appeared in them was not a lovely hexagon, but rather an unstructured shape. As if the water were sensitive to the environment in which it was situated, can we focus energy on particles of natural material and affect it with how we live on this planet and how we conduct ourselves? His studies did not end there. Rather, he continued to explain how ideas, emotions, language, music, and other stimuli alter the geometric molecular structure of water in our bodies. Emoto carried out a series of experiments on pure water droplet samples to investigate their properties. Through the application of external stimuli to the samples, he was able to identify that music, words, intentions, projected thoughts, and emotions are all perceived by the water particles, and that the water particles change their shape depending on how they are perceived. There was a significant gap between the droplet samples that were exposed to pleasant stimuli, such as music, flattery, and well wishes and those that were subjected to negative stimuli, such as criticism, loud sounds, insults, bad wishes. It was discovered that when water is subjected to favorable stimuli or a high vibratory frequency, such as thoughts, it alters its physiognomy, and the water's particles take on a hexagonal geometric shape. A great number of the other formations taken by the water samples are reminiscent of the patterns utilized in star forts. Were the designs of these star forts really meant to convey a certain type of meditative mental state of the inhabitants around it? Were they able to provide a level of protection unknown to the common man and as such were designed in this way? Being built near water sources or on ley lines, the structures were designed with engineering based on sacred geometry. It channeled the terrestrial ether and redistributed it in the form of a resonance that tuned the energy of the ether of the earth and channeled it within the walls of the fortification. This may have altered the state of consciousness and mood of the residents of the interior and helped them with this 
to remain healthy, lucid, and nourished by the energy of the earth. Let us remember that, in the stories of the old world reset, it is said that they fed precisely on the ether of the earth. Can we ever replicate anything remotely like this today? So, uh, yeah. It's crazy, too. They brought up ley lines because uh, we're on one, if mm -hmm. that's the case. Because Fort Pulaski is a star fort. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we've talked before about, um, we know Savannah's on a ley line. There's that one spot downtown in the river yep. that's that's crazy. They they actually, what they call it, the Devil's X or the Devil's yeah. Hole or something it's like that. It's the Devil's Hole. It's uh, where you go, list, you can go down there no matter, as if you're standing on this one point in the X, you can hear an echo. If you step off of it, you, you cannot can't. hear it's anything. It's the craziest thing. And then, But if you're stepping on it, you can hear the echo. We've also discussed before about how old cathedrals, like ancient cathedrals, mm -hmm. true cathedrals and basilicas, um, they make you feel better because of the, the architecture and the frequency and the vibration in there. And I mean, the, you know, good feelings in there don't, don't hurt either. Um, but you literally, you feel better coming out of the cathedral. Kind of. Whether or not you go to mass, just walking in, um, listening to the music, looking at the, the windows, that kind of thing, you come out, you feel physically feel better. It's kind of like um, when you, well, it, I guess it's not cathedrals per se, because cathedrals, they are more churchy oriented, where if you look at some of the old basilicas, yeah, those are actual castles that were defended by troops, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Those actually have more of that ancient type. They have the really big doors, you know, mm -hmm. not all, not all, um, Cathedrals. Cathedrals technically have those big doors. Yeah. Like a, a basilica does. A basilica has got huge 30 foot, five fucking foot doors and shit. I know the one right down here, St. John the Baptist. That one. It used got, to be called a cathedral and now it's been designated a basilica. It freaking has like 35. The door yeah. alone weighs close to 300 pounds. Oh, yeah. Just to move the door. Yeah. It takes two guys to close it. Yeah. That's why they don't use them because they're fucking huge. Mm -hmm. They literally, they literally can't. So I, I'm. I think there's a lot more to star forts than. I mean, I, I agree that there's there's certainly you know military defensive aspects to it, but how quickly they were built worldwide, they didn't, as far as we know, didn't have that same instant communication that we have now. So wait. So my question is this, right? If the star forts have been around forever, right? Mm -hmm. Why did they build pyramids? Well, that's a great question. Why build a pyramid different if a star fort is better defensive capabilities or characteristics? Maybe they are both different kind of energy harvesters. I, I just I find it odd because what you know we think that the everybody thinks that the pyramids came first, but if star forts have been around like they're guessing here surmising here mm -hmm. they're saying that star forts have been around for the start of the earth within the ley lines in the earth they've been built before aliens came here and put them up something like that all right so if they're the first then why did the egyptians build pyramids because that doesn't make tactically any sense well i don't think the egyptians did build the pyramids but um again different they had a different well, purpose they, they, they take 
responsibility for mm-hmm. building the pyramids, whether they did it or not, is immaterial. They, they take a, responsibility for it. They had a different purpose. Hmm. Hmm. I, I wonder. I just wonder because the only time that you see pyramids built into a star fort is in the Mayans and the Aztecs. Because mm-hmm. the Mayans and the Aztecs did build pyramids right in the middle of their star forts. Mm-hmm. But that was for a different purpose because we all know that that was for sacrifice. And they sacrificed people to their gods in those mm-hmm. pyramids. So, Or were the pyramids already there and that's what they repurposed them for. Or I wonder what's underneath the pyramids in Egypt. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's more below them. This is just the top of it. It's a great question too. Hmm. Anyway, so here's that. Maybe there's another forest some... in the Sahara. <laughs> Covered by dirt, mud flood, maybe. Mm-hmm. Anybody used to be a jungle, maybe. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before. That's true. It's just like Tom Thumb, just Tom Thumb. Civil, e- even as early as uh, the Civil War area. Yeah. There was the, the Sahara was an ocean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, some pictures of star forts around the world. Check this out. Searing words of ancient ire Wake, wake from the grave Rise to set the world aflame mm-hmm. Night, night, endless night Terror is the only light Bang, bang, rage untamed Darkness dwells in age-old blame Mothan, Jorsafrulrai Vokul Fenma, Fenma,
Now, again, I bring this A lot of those are defensive. To your attention, because yes. But they're all built on top of geographical star forts. They do. They are. But look, one of the things that we also learned, and this is also a defensive thing, but Mm -hmm. here, look at this. Go back to this one right here. Okay. So... It, uh, where are my artillery guys at, if you can hear me? Because I know most of you are probably fucking deaf. But anyway, if you know anything about the way we set up our gun systems in the U.S. military, we call it the Lazy W. Because you have a gun here, you have a gun here, you have a gun here, gun here, and a gun here. Now, when you're firing a battery, all of those guns are firing at once in the Lazy W. But we ask for different shit. So for instance, if I want a mix of HEDP and uh, WP or Willie Pete, if I want high explosive, high demolition charges, and I want fucking Willie Pete fired at the same time and your two back guns, you automatically put the Willie Pete. Well, if you look at this, okay, and you look at a star for it's a lazy W you've got points, you've got backs, you've got points and you can move these guns around in here all the way around and keep guns at the point and you can fire whatever you want everywhere. There's a lazy W in a star form. Any way you look at it, mm-hmm. you're going to find a fire, a battery of guns. This is all again, defensive. This is a diff. This is what you do in a defensive position. This is how, because what we noticed when we do it, uh, why the lazy W was adopted is because when the guns fire and they fire the same range, the way the rounds come down on the ground is what we're looking at. And that lazy W when you're ranging out those guns, you can walk it sideways. You can walk it away from you you can walk it towards you you can walk it left or right it's real easy to do with those guns and it doesn't take a lot to do it that's why that whole thing there on that picture the the star that all works it's all defensive all right very interesting and there's i mean okay so some of these i'm sorry that looks like they use the terrain so what I'd use the terrain too. Mm -hmm. If that was the terrain and it was inhospitable on one side of the fucking castle, you're absolutely right. I'm going to use the terrain. I'll build right into it. Largest fortresses in Europe. I'm just, just saying, um, it's one of those things. It weird. You got, I mean, the one I liked was this one over here. Uh, let me see if I can find it again. So look, this This is for confusion. A lot of the times when you see shit like this, where there's large waterways around, it's merely just for confusion. Literally, if you were standing right here on the ground and somebody was standing right here and you moved here and somehow he got here faster than you moved to here, he can move quicker on this island than you can move around the edges of it. That's why that this works the way it does. And it's meant for confusion. You can't tell, especially if this is higher. You, How did they dig that out? Great question. Slaves? Mm. Great question, though. But a lot of them use the terrain. Again, they mm-hmm. use terrain to their exactly. advantage. The terrain where the star forts already were and then were covered by mud flood? I mean, look at that. That's a terrain, that's a terrain feature right there. They built a castle and a pond? No. They built up the castle in the middle while they were digging down so they could build up and they used all that mud to build up. And that's how they, that's when they left it. And then they just had water, fill it in. 
I gotcha. Would make sense. Where'd the water come from? Great picture. Great question. Who knows? They haul it up bucket I mean, by bucket. Look at that one. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I'm trying to find that's is that yeah, that's this is the one. Look at this one. That is straight up confusion. If you were floating around this in a boat, how the fuck? Where the fuck am I? What am I doing? Where where am I going? That's straight up confusion. That's all that is. You get stuck in one bit of water and you can't get out. That's that's all that is. Uh, Lindsay, we do have things like this in America, though. We'll get to that. We do. We have mm -hmm. a bunch of forts like this in America. Yep. I've been to a ton of them. If you go to any of the old Civil War forts, 90% of them, you can go to Charleston right there. You'll Fort Sumter mm -hmm. is a fucking star fort. Yep. Fort Sumter is a star fort. Mm -hmm. You come down here, Fort Pulaski, another star, star fort. fort. Yep. And it, 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 the shape of it is an exact star. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's beer piss. Beer piss. That's what it is. Biden suck stuff said. I, I used to fill moats. He used to fill moats for a living. Dude, piss. how do I get that job? <laughs> Seriously, how it'd do I get that job? It'd be sterile though, you know? Oh man, it'd be awesome. I don't have to drink my own piss, but it mm. tastes good and I like it. Okay. I just got to get that job. <sighs> All right. What are we watching now? Um, these these guys are uh, going on a little adventure to ex explore a star fort. Morning, everybody. Morning. Morning, pals. <laughs> just out for a morning walk this morning with Bella and her friend. We've named him Hamish. <laughs> he looks like a little Hamish. <laughs> Absolutely no idea what he's called, but he said he looks like Hamish. His neighbor's dog sometimes follows us along, so... Having a walk before we head north, heading up to visit a few little towns today and one that I'm quite excited about which is a star fort and uh, we see these scattered around the world, there's not really much documentation on them for some reason, we see a lot of history channels documenting traditional style castles but nothing much about these star forts there is information out there saying that the walls of said structures are bastion walls for cannons but a lot of these forts are dated back to well before the 12th and 13th century so that theory is pretty much debunked did a little bit of research into myself and the shapes of these forts look closely linked to semantics, semantic shapes and I think that have maybe something to do links to energy centres and if you look at monolithic history a lot of the structures that come from said civilizations, cathedrals, and the likes. I think that that holds more credence to the information that we are fed currently. So, be interesting to go there, see what it's all about. Where else are we heading to first? Um, Rodrigo, <laughs> Castello Rodrigo. Oh, yes. A quaint little castle town which has the city walls and some pretty nice views as we have seen via photos online. Go to a viewpoint. 
where you can see Castel Rodrigo in the distance and there's a Jesus statue that overlooks the city which would be pretty cool. That'd be nice. Um, and I think that's it. So they're uh, they're they're actually writing things in the bottom because um, they obviously can't say it on YouTube. So we're gonna go back and and read Trying to say something. Oh, my, oh fuck! There. All right, one, keep that up. All right. All right. Stop! Stop! You bitch! Stop! Oh my god! Stop! All right, really quick. They're gonna go see this Castle Rodrigo, mm -hmm. and I wanted to go back to that picture. They had a great picture, and I want to find it. This electroculture stuff is really interesting. Though, yeah, too. it is. I want to get into that. That's interesting. <laughs> Another as well. rabbit hole. There it is. All right. So, okay. really quick, right here, this delta that's right here. All right. Those were called um, parapets back in the day. All right. So, if there was ever an attack on this fort, right, what they would do is there was boats over here. And they would have, there's guns all over this island. All that that island is full of is uh, grape shot and big cannons. I mean, big fucking guns, your big mortar systems, all right? And what they're looking to do is rain hell down on this point right here. This is elevated from this point right here. So they have the high ground. So what would happen is you would have some invading force coming this way. Somebody would see it. And the boats would start ferrying people over here to fire the guns. What guns? In 1200 AD? No, later on when there was guns, when there was actual guns. Because I guarantee a lot of these forts were built without these. Why? Because there was no reason because they didn't have guns then. But once you have the, the backstop there, you have the actual fort, why not improve your fortifications? Every time, no matter what you're doing defensively, if you're in a defensive perimeter, you're doing everything in your power to improve your fortifications. You're going to make your defensive perimeter the strongest that they can possibly put out there. I guarantee initially when these forts were built, they didn't have these. Why? Because there's one here. There's one. If you look, there's one right here. There's one right here. And then I don't see any others. It looks like they were trying right here, but it looks like something happened and water welled up or something along that line. They didn't do it. They didn't put the parapet there. So that's all that is. All right. And then the water's there because it makes it impossible for somebody to make make it across all the way across. Are you sure that's all that is, though? What? I mean, I, I, as they're saying down here, um, that all these star forts are constructed on tidal inlets or aquifers suggesting that they could well have been designed to harness natural energy sources. That is a possibility. I'm not discrediting that. I'm just saying looking at it from a militaristic standpoint mm -hmm. i guarantee though these parapets here in the front were not there back in the day because there would be no reason to have them there but what if they were for what reason would they be there to harness natural energy sources they did have trebuchets or catapults you're mm -hmm. absolutely right cisco kid mm -hmm. so actually that could have been there they could have had trebuchets they could have had catapults on that because mm -hmm. you they could sling a fucking rock a distance back in the day. Mm -hmm. We can't do it anymore. I don't know why. Why can't we build a Tesla coil? 
Why can't you and I build the Tesla coil? Why can only scientists do it? It's not that hard. It isn't. I've seen the plans for it, but why can't we do it? We're not allowed. Why not? Because it's illegal. Because then we would have free energy and then we wouldn't be paying the government. So why don't we do it? It's a great question. Um, scroll forward a little bit and let's read what's what's on the bottom there. Let's see if you can move us so I can read it. Okay, so... We're way past. We're yeah, way past. I know. Um, they right, talk about... Go back to this. Yeah. But... Shh. Showing particular particular interest in frequency and energy lately. Yeah. And they keep going on. Um, We've been looking into the techniques of electroculture, which we hope to experiment with once we're a little more settled. Which would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Electro-horticulture. Yeah, that's that's going to be a rabbit hole for a different another show. Uh, charging growing medium directly with the energy ether around us. Hmm. I've been looking into the technique oh, I, of electroculture, which we hope to experiment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm trying to go forward, but it it's hard to do it in this. Okay. Uh, lots of these star forts are constructed on tidal inlets or aquifers, suggesting they could well have been designed to harness natural energy sources. Okay, keep going. Um, yeah, okay. All right. All right, we're back to where we were. You turned the volume down. I did. Thanks for dropping in. Enjoy the video. Yeah. Get them. And yeah. Good son. He's not sure, is he? Get them. Go on. Get them. Oh, look, he's got a voice now. <laughs> God, Hamish, lad. Yeah. You tell them. God, Hamish, lad. <laughs> yeah, you're a good lad, aren't you? Yeah. Seen his eyes. Little tricolour. Tricolour. Different colours. Yeah, you're a bonny lad, aren't you? How is it? Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Bella always gets a good run out when Hamish comes along. She loves other dogs. I'll definitely be getting another one. Little brother or sister. Nice for Find them. Find them. Yay! <sighs> so the city of Pinnell. The castle up on the hill there. Start to build houses inside the city walls, but a nice little walk around the city walls. A few nice churches in a square. Lovely surrounding mountains and countryside. All right, the most important part of that was in the beginning when they were talking about the, the star forts. But so, do they actually see the star fort? Um, not in this. No, they were just they, those pictures in the beginning were awesome, though. So I don't think they they get that far. Well, in this, let's scroll forward and see. Um, that might be a bit. Oh yeah, there's the, the Jesus statue in the middle. Yeah, in the village. Not sure what this village is here, but we'll find out. We'll put it here. 
the city of left of Figaro it's de Castle Rodrigo. de Rodrigo. Watch me beside these monstrosities of structures. But there's a little church over here. And on the way down the mountain must be a pilgrimage. And there's some nice little temples showing the crucifixion, a bit like in Fatima. So go and have a look at it. Altitude nine seven seven. The statue of Crystal Ray de Serra de Morava is the oldest and the highest in the country at almost a thousand meters of altitude. Conceived by Jose Canero Martins, parish priest of Figueira de Castelo Rodrigo. Sculpted by stonemasons from Emerson under the coordination of Joaquin Barreo, sculptor from Alfena in white granite. Six metres high, it was placed here in July 1956 with open arms as if the blessing municipality of Figueira de Castelo Rodrigo. It's gorgeous. It is. Castle Rodrigo. Welcome to Castle Rodrigo. Look at that shit. Mm hmm. Oh, that is where we've just been. Castelo Rodrigo, stunning little town within the castle walls. And that is Castelo Rodrigo. Star Fort. <laughs> this is, how do you pronounce it? Almeida. This is Almeida. And that is the shape of it from above. Starfort. External walls of Almeida. And the entrance gate. Look at that. Look at how, look oh how intricate God. that is. That is. Yeah. Ooh. Think about that. Holy shit. That's just the entrance to get in. To get into the Starfort. Damn. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not new. No. Wow. You, but I'm I'm sorry. You can see where mankind made gun emplacements. Mm -hmm. Look, those are gun emplacements. Yeah. That's what that's for. Yeah. Because the terrain that it, that was already there. That was already there. The concrete is put down so the gun wheels will roll. So when it fires, the gun will roll back. You have two dudes that push the gun back into place. They load the gun. They fucking put the wick. Fire to it. Boom. It mm -hmm. goes off. That was all there. That. Interesting. Yeah. But what's under it? Exactly, Lindsay. Well, you can see that this at one point was a moat because I can see the 
the descent there on the hillside and you can see that this is all going around so that was a moat at one point bunch of guys standing around pissing on the on the in the ground there to make it water mm. as biden suck stuff told me i just got to get that job where i drink and do nothing but piss in the water to make moat a lot of dudes died from alcohol poisoning probably back then just saying they had a higher tolerance than we do now yeah they probably did seriously they, their alcohol content was like five times what ours is history is always written by the winners when two cultures clash the loser is obliterated and the winner writes the history books books which glorify their own cause and disparage the conquered foe as napoleon once said what is history but a fable agreed upon dan brown the da vinci code it's very true mm -hmm. it isn't that i always told you that dan brown was close mm. I'll, I'll meet up. Look at that. Mm -hmm. And we visited the quiet and historic town of Mita. Meta, Meta, look, 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 look. Beautiful view over the city, the valley from the old clock tower. Funny view. Yeah, it wasn't a clock tower. I got bad news for you. Then on to Mar Lava, which we, we would highly recommend. The castle, Alita Historic, was closed for dinner. Got. Go on. Go on. Guillotine. Come for the armbar. As cute as the dogs are. Really? Can we get back to the castle, please? That's it, right? Put a triangle from the floor. I got you. All right. There we go. The old town within the walls has information displayed on plaques. I hope so. They show the locations of different shop services, like the bankers, the bakers, the blacksmiths, and the jewelers. Jewish quarters. Or Jewish quarters. The keep is central to the town. That would make sense. Boasts two churches in its own graveyard. Interesting. Yeah, I've seen it. That's pretty cool. Weird. Hamish, what are you doing here? <laughs> what do you want? Playtime's over. <laughs> you little beauty. All right. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, but inter weird. interesting. Very weird. Because it looks very different from above than it does. Yes, it does. Up close. You would have no idea. No. None. 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 We got a bunch in Florida, too. I've seen a bunch of store oh, yeah. forts in Florida, too. Yeah. New Amsterdam. 
yeah, in their store forts because they get a couple. This is New York City Battery Park is because this is what was there, a battery. Also in New York, think of another picture, Wall Street is literally where the wall of the walled city was in New Amsterdam. Every city basically was a star city. It had these stars around them, but they were all walled, but also cymatic shapes. These are the moats we're told, right? Because we're all taught that castles were, and, you know, were these square buildings with a moat. But when we can see them from above, there's these intricate cymatic patterns. And clearly you can see why we call them star forts because they look like stars. These are in the US, South America, Africa, Europe, and even Australia. But we're told they were all built between the mid-1500s and the 1700s. But Australia wasn't found until 1788. Very true. Mm -hmm. So how the fuck do these forts get here? Yeah. Some of them go back to actually even earlier than that. So um, 1200s, so they say. Well, all of that shit's true. Mm -hmm. Here at the wall, Wall Street, it, it mm -hmm. is, that is here Street and Wall Street were the same. That's the yeah. intersection. That's true. That was part of it. Battery Park. That is the reason they call it Battery Park, because it was a battery of guns. That's the whole reason it was there. Mm -hmm. It protected northern, southern New York and northern New York from what they were afraid of back then, the British onslaught, and uh, which obviously came from Massachusetts, didn't come from New York. So, like... Um, what is it? Uh, Castle Ford on the Hudson. Hudson. Mm -hmm. Castle Ford on the Hudson is right there on the Hudson River in New York City. Castle Ford on the Hudson is on the New Jersey side, and it looks like a castle. It is a castle. It is a ca It's a star yeah. castle. It's a star fort. Yep. It's a star fort. Uh, West Point is a star fort. Yep. West Point is built on a star fort. Mm -hmm. If you look at the actual fort itself of where West Point is, it is actually built on a star fort. If you look at the actual design, craziness, absolutely nuts. And that's all in just New York. We haven't even, I haven't even gotten out of the Northeast yet. I'm not even talking about down here in the South because down here in the South, they're it's everywhere. even more ridiculous. Florida's got like eight of them yeah. and they're all up and down the coast, which is really ridiculous. Yeah, they're all on waterways. Yep. Major waterways too. Normally, I mean, you know, many people have seen oscilloscopes in laboratories, right? Here's an oscilloscope. There is a No big deal, right? We've seen them a million times. But he's doing something quite unusual with an oscilloscope. He's getting oscilloscopes to produce three-dimensional, um, visually, they look like three-dimensional structures. Now, I found this fascinating. I'm just going to click through the video here to show you the type of thing that was happening. And I found this fascinating. But I believe the saying is, I nearly dropped my lunch when I saw this happen. Now, this, the tones you're hearing in the background, if you were to play that tone, folks, the oscilloscope set up the same way. This is a bog standard oscilloscope. You can buy any oscilloscope in the junk shop, right? Set it up. He tells you how to set the settings and then just play this sound and this will appear on the oscilloscope, oscilloscope screen. 
Now I'm going to tell you why I think this has something to do with Star Force and why it's important in a moment. Here we go. We are about to see the structure of Star Force. Boom. Start to emanate from the sound and the frequency on the screen. Can you see it? Do you see what I'm seeing? Is this not bizarre? So we go back to Antwerp. I think we have the, the same idea going on here. The reason for that is that here, that's quite clear to me that that is a typical Starford feature because you still have the water around a point. And this outer trace is just roughly marked. Have a look over here. We've got this little feature. This little feature is over 500 meters across in both directions. Well, let's keep looking. Can you see the structures I'm seeing with the star forts that I pointed out to you earlier in Antwerp, around Antwerp? Was that not the shape of the star forts around Antwerp? Or something I mean, I'm trying to pause on the right at the right moment here. Uh, is anybody seeing this? I mean, like, let me know what you think here, folks. Now, now, look. Oh, oh my God! If you could somehow first tell me what megahertz that is, and then tell me that you have found the same megahertz resonating out of those star forts. Well, I don't know. Let them keep going. That would be interesting. I, I don't know if I buy this. See the way, you know, as the wave collapses and as it moves and as it shifts, I'm wondering, well, here's what I wondered. I wondered because I've looked at these star forts and I've thought, wait a minute. Um, so here's another one. Over 500 meters. Another. 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 Again. Going up here. Not really getting smaller. I'm wondering if I could generate, if I could fly over an, a landmass 
uh, with powerful enough of an audio generator, could I generate a big enough, or maybe with a crystal or something, could I amplify a signal big enough to vibrate the earth at the same frequency as the earth and the stone to form these patterns from the earth from above? This is my own theory, folks. I'm not kind of, you know... It was actually my eldest son said to me, hey, Dad, have you seen this crazy guy online that's doing all sorts of weird music? And his weird music is making real weird patterns on the screen of an oscilloscope. And I said, well, hey, i got to have a look at that. <laughs> and I looked, and I saw this. And I thought, well, that's strange. It coincides with the um, with the re research I'm doing on, on, on the star forts. And then this as well. And I see this shape, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And, and like I'm seeing similar shapes, like I'm wondering. Well, I'll just I'll let you hear the sound again. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. So and that's a little school. He's talking a bit there, but uh, I'll give you some of the links for these folks. You can have a look. Um, I th I think you know. I mean, he's generating. Look at this. Look. Does that not look like a certain leaf that everybody would recognize? <laughs> but um, to me, you see, this is this is more interesting because I've looked at star forts, folks, and they just they just don't cut the mustard with regard to this is a defensive building. They just they just they're not defensive. I mean, yeah, you can defend them, and you know you could fortify them. But they couldn't have been built for that purpose. They just couldn't have. When you look at them, it just, it just doesn't make sense. Starforts. Hundreds. Of these beautiful buildings and earthworks adorn our planet like jewelry. Mainstream historians assure us that uh, this uh, peculiar shape evolved to cover dead zones for shooters supposedly defending their fort. They are telling us the story that first the towers were around, but the shooters had uh, dead zones, and when they wanted to shoot at the enemy there, they would be exposed, but when they made those towers pointed, those dead zones were eliminated. There is no doubt that indeed battles were fought. Uh, okay, all right, stop. That's bullshit. Okay, the second, what they did by extending these towers out to points, all right, they increased the dead zone. Think about it. When you round, if you take away the round tower and you make it a point, you now can see directly back 180 degrees behind you. That's what that does. She's not telling the truth there. There are dead zones. You still have dead zones. Actually, your dead zone just increased because now look at the look at the the line there. If you look at that line there, you go directly back to the other tower. That's a straight shot. That's not hard to do. And that's what you would have been looking for back then with an arrow and a fucking and a goddamn bow. I'm sorry. There's a dead zone there. There's all sorts of dead zones there. You are covered 360 degrees by the next tower next to you. And it goes all the way around like that. I'm sorry, that's that's not true. That's exactly the reason why they did it. But he had an, I thought he had a very interesting theory that um, maybe the original 
earth formations were formed by uh, some kind of frequency or sound. Well, but my question is, okay, but we, we oh, that technology didn't exist back then. We couldn't find that out back then. Come on. We know that there was no oscilloscope back then. There was no oscilloscope to tell you, hey, look. What I'm saying is, what if the ancients, whatever ancient civilization used some kind of frequency or sound? Wouldn't there be some sort of remnant of that, though? Isn't the star, the star forts would be the remnant of that. Wouldn't you still be able to hear the sound, though? Not, Why did it make a pot leaf? Why did it make a pot leaf? That, well, that's a great question. But a, a pot, it's, it wasn't quite a pot leaf because a pot leaf has five leaves. There were five leaves. There was six. There was five. There was five. There was five leaves. It okay. made five leaves. Wow. So why did it make a pot leaf? Maybe God was giving us pot through vibration. I, I'm through just, I'm, I'm nearly, all I'm saying is I get you with the sound. But if he had told me he had gone to a star fort and recorded the same sound, that they played there that made he would have it would have been more credible i, I would have I sat gotcha. there and said okay there's something to I gotcha. this it's just a, but it's an interesting theory he he brings up a theory that well if i had enough sound maybe i could okay well prove it like the other guy at least went to water and he the shape of water yeah, yeah. he changed the shape of water through sound yeah okay well you can do that with water and water is very malleable earth is not very malleable it will move, it will go around things, but it will also take things over. It, it would so, need to be a very, very large sound. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It would have to come from that guy. Exactly. Just saying. Me too. Kind of saying Are the same thing. Are we continuing this? No, you can let him go. Okay, good. Because I just don't trust the Chinese bitch. I, I gotcha. No, Leanna, I don't trust her. Just mm -hmm. because of her accent. Okay. All right. So now where are we on to? So this is uh, Google Earth. This is just uh, some star forts in uh, Ukraine. Ukraine. Hello, this is Colin Gibney. Today I would like to introduce you to a constellation of stars in the Ukraine. And a few more in the neighborhood. I must thank the person who posted a link to their KML file in the comments section of somebody else's Starfort video. I don't know who you are. I'm pretty sure you're Russian. But without your help, I would never have found these fine examples. So we'll start by having a quick look at this one. Quite clearly, a star fort. Down the road, we have this one. Further down the road, we have this one. This one. <laughs> this one. This. This. Okay. This much like the one in Holland. Okay. 
one of the things we know about Ukraine, Holland, um, back in the Dark Ages, we know that there was a lot of lords, okay? We know that there were a lot of people that were heirs to the throne. We know that there were um, a lot of people that were granted titles, lords. If you looked at the one in Amsterdam in the last video, okay, and you saw all the castles surrounding, look, back in the day, that's how the cities were set up in the dark ages. All right. You had your big castle, the guy that was in charge of the you whole country. The millennial kingdom. Yes. In the dark ages, you had the guy that was in charge of the whole country and he had a huge castle. And then there were a bunch of Lords that all had castles. They had all their own castles and they were all set up interspersed around the big castle kind of as a defensive posture mm -hmm. so if something happened to that lord he would flee and as he came back he would tell the other ones shit I, shit just got real in my hood they came after me boom and as he falls back he's falling back closer and closer and closer as they called it in the last video or the video before that to the keep the keep mm -hmm. was always the number one protection and that's where the king and queen lived in the keep. So these are just, we know that Ukraine had the same style city cultivation, whatever you want to say, but they had a lot of lords and you had big castles that probably still remain today. And you have these small ones out there that were lords back in the day. They built up their land. They took care of their land just like they were supposed to yet they were outside the primary defenses of the big castle. So you're going to see a bunch of these. You're going to see these in places where you had that. Now, were these built before or after those lords? That's a great question. That is a wonderful question. Is there a possibility that that was already there and all they did was erect their castle? Why don't we see castles on here? Another great question. Where are the castles? Why are the castles gone? Maybe they were destroyed. I think mighty patriots onto something. God spoke the earth into existence. Well, that would be accurate. Pequest said with an oscillatory voice. Yes, with an oscillatory voice. Absolutely. Because if he spoke with a flat voice, then the earth would be flat all the way across. And I don't mean flat like we think it's flat. I mean topograph topographically flat. It's a good thing you corrected yourself. <laughs> well done, mighty patriots. Uh, anyway, um, but... I was hoping, again, I was hoping that Ski would be in here when you talk about this, but I don't think he's going to make it. So, um, but the, these are, they're everywhere. So Ukraine, Russia, I mean, they're literally all over the world. I, I'm just letting you know, that's the reason for these. I, I think that's my take on it. I mean, because they don't look at it. It doesn't look like they're separated by that much distance. And it doesn't look like there's anything on them though. Back in the day, you would have rode your horse from keep to keep. Yep. More or less is what they would have called it because you would have been going from one Lord's house to another. And these uh, have to be Lords. Why else would you put defenses like that? And only Knights and Lords would have this, these type of extravagant defenses. You're not going to find this elsewhere. That one's a little tougher to see, here. but mm -hmm. I mean, I can see it still. Yeah. You can see that um, the topographical star. I mean, yeah, you see that one too. This one's now getting quite interesting. 
this one. This one. That's a huge one. Yeah. This one is <coughs> almost twelve gone. of the thirteen. Yeah. You can barely you can see kind it. Kind of here. make it out. Yeah. But it is most definitely there if we flick through. Oh yeah. The historical imagery we can see. There yeah. it is. Yep. That the top of it. Yeah, that's a topographical feature. Just below the surface of this farmland. Let's just go back interesting. Here. Very interesting. I, I'm not disagreeing the point that it is it does look like okay, a topographical so this, feature that yes, these fields of. are being farmed. And they're burying the star yes. fort. Because they're being formed. This, I wonder what the top the, of the structure is still showing. I through. wonder what the uh, production, the whole area, the production in that farmland is like on top of the star fort compared to everywhere else. Everywhere else, yeah. Like what type of plants grow really good there? Exactly. Or like if they grow better there? Yeah. Yeah. Got a fairly decent covering of mud. We just. Back There's here. another one. Yeah, all farmland. Now look how green that is. Yeah. Uh, see, it looks like it's trying to disappear. It'd be weird if we found out that they put um, those chemical plant, the um, biological laboratories to build Bi yeah, the other bio lab bio labs on the star forts mm -hmm. that would be weird to find out that would be weird and just to show you the last one in this constellation i skipped over because there is actually a nice aerial photograph of it now these stars are very important because they offer us more insight into understanding the nature of these structures. No, they don't. As oh. you saw there, some of them are barely visible to being very clearly defined. So it is my opinion that their current condition is mostly due to natural causes. That's to say there doesn't appear to be a huge amount of human covering up on most of them. They have not been fortified or built upon like so many. Horseshit, that the... one has. That one has. He's so fucking but wrong. He, he, look pulled at up, that. he pulled up 12 look at of that. them, and this is the only one that's built look, up. Yeah, I got you. But look at that. You got a road right through there. Uh, yeah, but the other ones, they had... They were under the ground. They you could see them from above, but you couldn't That's see them. Kind of his point. This one is above the ground, and you can still see this one. That's kind of his it point. It didn't mean that those other ones were not fortified, or those weren't protected at one time, or there were no human. There was no human traffic to them. That's I disagree because if you look at when you go back on this video, 
and you look before he gets to this one and he shows you the line, I'm sorry, it shows you a natural progression of these little green pins that he has mm -hmm. when he right before this one right there I gotta do it differently because if you watch when he pulls out of this one and I'll pause it right at the point See, it looks like it's trying to disappear. Come on, go, 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 go. Drag out, drag out, go and out, go out. Even. Just to show you the last one. In. There we go. Look, look at all these points. Look mm -hmm. at how they almost, they're almost in a line like they're following. I wonder if a trail going up to like a main castle. I, I wonder if they make their own star. That would be very interesting to see. I was wondering that on the other video too. See, I mean, look at that. They go up, they mm -hmm. come back down. That's a great question. I wonder if you linked them all up. They made the, a big star on yep. the, the face of the earth. That would be pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. That would be a, a good one. This constellation is skipped yep. over all because right. there's actually today's. So there's, there's a fort there. I got you. Yeah. Brouage in France, which is here. One of the first things I noticed about Brouage was the entrances. There's one here, this one down here. Now, when you have a look at these, so you'll have to excuse me, I've got a rotten mouse. It's not behaving well, my other mouse died. So I'm uh, back to a, another old one that I was using before. You can see that they literally butchered a hole in the wall to get into this. Even to this day, they haven't really made much of an effort to cover cover up their sins. I find that very interesting. And it's the same then down here at the other end. You can see Initially, just see broke their way. that is proof that you were not supposed to enter these places. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. Look at how. Hold on, let me go back a little bit. Look at how thick that rock is. Look at how much they had to cut through there. Look at that. Look at how big that wall is. That's that's no that those are bricks. Those are all bricks. That's not earth. Those are all bricks, which means man laid those. I, I'm sorry, that's a brick. Man laid those. There's no 
there's no way that that God made a sound and bricks all of a sudden were formed. No, no, I get I get you on that. I'm just saying the the actual topographical feature itself. Feature itself. Yes, but that's a brick. That's that's a wall. That is a definitive wall. Look at how thick that shit is. That's no joke. That would have take taken a lot of fucking shit to get through. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, See what uh, amazes me. Okay. Yeah, I think the star forts were also involved in, in is some way with arched, the ley lines. Is the arch ceilings and tunnels? If there were no fire, if there was no firepower, why need such construction? It's a great question. Great question. I love. Thank you for the cookie observer. Uh, vanadium. I can barely see your <laughs> name because I'm trying to. Because you're blind. Because yeah, you're old. Too. Fuck off. Anyway. All right. Let's uh let's move on from the Star Force. Above you can see that they're the only way into this. I, I walked around the perimeter of this. There's no other entrance. And these seem to be have seem to have been brutally Attacked to make their way in. I, I mean, look at that. Hold on. Look, look, look. Back See up that a little bit. Look at the pattern that. Look the, at that the pattern. Make. Look at that pattern. That looks like to me like I, I'm sorry. That probably follows a river, and there's a river there, and that's where you would have farms spring up. That's where people would be farming. That's where people would be, you know, living their lives normal. I bet there's more if you keep following this river out. I bet there's more. I bet there's tons more. So. Here, well, we've got the turn around. I just can't get a good clearer view of that. That does look like that. Well, mm -hmm. See that one? So still where were the original out. entrances? Right here. I can see them right here. Mm -hmm. There's one right there. That's the only entrance. It was just that one. Perhaps. Just that here. one right there. Why did they all have that recessed hole right in the center? I don't know. Maybe I that's wonder how they, what that's for. Maybe that's how they built them. See, look at that one. See, there's the entrance right there. Or maybe that oh, was no. where the, the center antenna was. This looks like the same thing as Brouage. If this was an original entrance, surely it would have been protected by a point because in later fortified stars, you do see that the entrance is behind a keep of its own. One mm -hmm. of the sub points she cuts across and in this way. So that's an interesting thing. Another interesting thing that's a bit hard to make out here are these earthworks. I call them barbed canals because they have this Not a straight line. Fairly regular. Like a heartbeat. 
Mm-hmm. It's like a canal, mm-hmm. and they have. That's exactly what that looks like. Angular, angular steps in them. You could call them. Looks like an EKG. Yeah, choke points. That's exactly what it says. Defensive choke points. Yeah. I call them canals because. Well, that was part of a wall. Mm -hmm. Because they are. That connects all those forces. And just because of their form and size. It's hard to get an idea of scale here, but okay, here we have some houses, and here we have that's pretty large, it's big. You can see it from above, so yeah, it's got to be big. And one of its barbs, and they do contain other features, although. They are, they can be fairly weather attacked. Let me just try and highlight some of these. So going from that fort, runs on down this way. See? There's a whole lot of stuff going on here. That looks like a Masonic symbol. That's another star fort. Mm-hmm. Con- continues on down here. A miniature star fort right there. Yeah. There's a wall. Yeah. It was separating something from somebody. Not just barbs, but more regular. Starfort features as well. Stars inside stars. Let me see if I can get a clearer view of this. That's another Starfort. Perhaps, perhaps not. There you go, that's quite a large feature. And it looks familiar. Yeah, they're like miniature so, star forts inside the larger star fort. I'm hoping to get my hands on some photographs of these, uh, either aerial photographs. I have seen aerial photographs, but I, I don't have any of my own because I don't want to. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. All right, next. All right. Choke nice. penis? No, choke, choke points. Choke points. I mean, they could choke, be. Choke penis. Man, where's your mind going? To the gutter. Obviously. 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 And I think this is the last of the star forts here. The last of the star forts. What is this? I don't know. Okay. Scientific America. Oh. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Shelly, and you're watching There's No Place Like Home. Today, it's time for another installment of my Question the Narrative series. And today, I wanted to talk to you about star forts and some other mysteries, specifically mysteries that we can see from the sky. Now, first of all, I want to point out that my Question the Narrative series is really just that. I am questioning the narrative that we have been told. I am not coming to any final conclusions. I am not telling you specifically what things really are. This is all just about seeing the world with new eyes and realizing that there are a lot of things that we might have been told from the time that we were little that might not be the truth, especially when you look at them with these new eyes. Unfortunately, I think that a lot of times we will be told something by a teacher or by a professor or we'll read something in a textbook and we'll automatically believe that that has to be the truth because it's in the textbook. So then when people question it, they say, you, you will tell them no, and then you will tell them exactly what you write in the textbook. But I think a lot of us know nowadays, especially knowing how textbooks are slanted one way or the other in a lot of different topics, that we're not told the truth, again, about a lot of things. So this, this here is not really a mystery. This is St. Stephen's Green in Dublin, Ireland. And the reason that I have this up here is just because somebody posted this on Instagram the other day, and it's beautiful. This is obviously an aerial view of St. Stephen's Green. And the reason that I have it is because they posted it next to this photo. Now, this is the North Pole map. And if you remember, I did do a question the narrative video on the North Pole. And this was one of the maps that I included. And I just found it to be really interesting in the similarities between the two. Now, was the inner garden of St. Stephen's Green crafted after the North Pole map? I have no idea. I actually tried looking it up. Um, I read about it here on Wikipedia, and it doesn't say anything about, about the inner garden. It's, it's weird because they do talk about a lot of the different features of the garden, as you can see here. But the inner garden, that circular area, is, isn't mentioned. And, you know, I think, I think that's one of the neatest parts of the garden, so I thought it was strange. But, yeah, so that was just one thing that I wanted to show you. But what I'm going to take you to right now are to these pictures of the Nazca lines. Now, let, you've likely heard of the Nazca lines. There are, there are some lines in Peru that you can only see from the air. And as you can tell, these pictures are just beautiful. And a lot of people wonder, you know, how did, how did the ancient people do this? Why did they do this? And this is just one of those areas that we can ask questions. And some people have their own ideas, but it's not something that we really, you know, know the truth about with this either. The reason that I brought this up, though, is because these are not the only aerial lines around the world. If you go on Google Earth, and you would have to take quite a bit of time because it would be like finding a needle in a haystack, you can find some anomalous lines like this in like desert areas that look like ancient roads. Um, you can also find a lot of areas that do have pictures like this, and they're not just in Peru. So one example that I'm going to show you is right here. This is in Turkmenistan. Now, obviously these to me at least look newer. They look like they were recently crafted. So I'm not trying to tell you that some ancient group of people 
made these. What I do find interesting, though, is that I tried to find information about what these were or when they were made and what they're for. I could not find any information. But I did also read that Turkmenistan is just notoriously secretive and they don't like a lot of their information being let out there. But, you know, just knowing that we have these beautiful things all around us all the time and we, we don't know about them. We are kind of told about things like the Nazca lines and there are some, some topics that get pushed, but then there are other topics that are completely obscured so that we never know about it. So now here I'm just going to move up a little bit here in Turkmenistan. Now these, see I labeled them the Ashgabat eyes because this is, I don't know if I said that right, but these are um, outside of the city of Ashgabat, maybe in inside of it, I'm not sure, but they do look like eyes. Now these do look like they might be older. And as you can see, they're just like all over the place. I spent quite a bit of time on Google Earth earlier um, looking for, for anomalous lines and everything. And I didn't have much luck because, again, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. The reason that I was able to find these was because I saw these mentioned in another video. But, yeah, the, the Nazca lines are not the only strange features that there are. Another strange feature that I found, and if you have an explanation for this, just let me know. Um, but just the... The fingerprint-like aspect of these lands to me, I, I'm not quite sure what that is. When I zoom in on it, it, it gets so blurry that I, I can't really see anything. But I'm, if you notice, it's not here. It's only this area here. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what that is. The, all of these lines, some of these dots, and I wish that Google Earth would let me get a clearer look at these. Um, but anyway... So that's just one area. It's just, you know, if you're ever bored, go on Google Earth, zoom in on some areas and see what you can find. Because, yeah, I have seen some other videos online that show these like grid-like patterns in Utah that look like they're ancient and they're in the desert. Some grid-like patterns in the desert of Africa. And, yeah, and if you find them, let me know. Because, yeah, again, I, I didn't have a whole lot of luck other than finding this today. So the next thing that I'm going to go to is star forts. Now, I don't know if you know what star forts are. What we are told that star forts are, are they, they are also called bastion forts. And they say that they were used um, to for protection in wars. Like they would put cannons. Oops, my mouse is always like yelling at me. Anyway, they would put cannons. I believe they said like in the corners of these star forts. but for the longest time, I didn't even know that these existed. And the fact is, is that like the buildings that I showed you in the last video that are very, very similar all over the world, these star forts can also be found all over the world. And again, you don't usually notice them unless they are from the sky. Now, what we are told or what I've read is that these star forts were actually from, no, not, not all of them were built at this time, but they originated in medieval times and that they, they kind of were brought back around the 18th century. They started building them um, to, for protection um, for wars, which, you know, you, you do need to have some sort of fortification to protect yourself. And that, this one here does look more fortress-like to me. Like I could definitely see how that would be for protection. 
But my question is just, you know, same question as with the buildings. How were they able to be so meticulous when they obviously had no way of being able to see from the sky what they were doing? And I know that a lot of people will say that they were very mathematically precise and they were, you know, and I, I, I spoke to someone else and really, if you look at what the people of today can do compared to what the people of a couple hundred years ago can do, entropy is fully in motion. We are certainly declining over time in our um, in certain areas, and architecture is one of those areas. We just don't have the talents that we once did. So, you know, it might make sense to you that a lot of these star forts would be found in, you know, the United States or like in some European countries, and they are. But other than wondering how they did this, I'm also wondering, now a lot of the times that they say some of these star forts were being built was during wartime. So how were they able to build these intricate star forts in the middle of a war? It doesn't make sense to me. Um, and, and the same thing goes with, with the buildings. It's like the same thing. Here, let me just show you really quickly. So I have here a list of bastion forts. This here, all of these numbers, those are all countries that have bastion forts, all of these. So like if you click on one, we'll click on one in say, um, okay, Croatia. And then it will tell you, actually that one doesn't have a picture of the star fort. Some of them, not all of them, will have pictures of the actual star forts. So I should have clicked on a different country. You know what? Instead of going there, I think that it will be easier for me to just go right here on the images. So I'll type in star forts of India. And these are star forts in India. And some of them look ancient. I mean, and I don't mean ancient just by being built in the 18th century. I mean, much, much older than that. And we're back to that same anomaly of similar structures like the pyramids, like the buildings that I showed you in, in my last video. These are also found all over the world. And yeah, you could say that, you know, um, someone had mentioned that the buildings could be because of, you know, England was colonizing a lot of different areas. But Okay, I, we just came up with something and y'all just... I was wondering what that depression was in the sun. What if it's a cross? What is, if these like are all the Templar keeps? Where what if, remember, the Templars were the first ones to come up with banking systems. All right. Were there Templars in India? Yeah, they were all over the world. They found a way with the right documentation that if you paid so much money at one of their keeps and you went to another one, you could withdraw that money right there. Well, the, I mean, the Templars did keep the secrets of the origins of humanity and Jesus. Mm. So maybe they understood how to use the star forts. Yeah. What if these were all just Templar key? I mean, why put a cross in the center of it? That looks like a Templar cross. That does look like a Templar cross. And that's in India. Yeah. Craziness. Keep going. The fact is, is that 
They are in dozens and dozens of countries. And these buildings were all built in a time England was always going through all sorts of wars. And I just, I can't logistically see them not only colonizing all these different countries, but also building these beautiful buildings and then also building these beautiful star forts at the same time. Um, I don't know. And to me, this definitely does show evidence that there was some sort of global civilization. But I don't know that I believe that it was England. Because, again, if we believe the history that we're, that we're taught, England was, they were at war quite a bit. And they always seemed to be at war at the time that all of the buildings in the last video and all of these... Uh, star forts well not all of them but at least some of the newer ones from the 18th century when they were built so it just gives you it, it just gives me a lot more questions this is in africa and one thing that i don't like about google earth am i on google no i'm on DuckDuckGo. but that sometimes i might type in africa and then one will pop up that is not actually in africa so you really have to watch that but like this one is in cape town i believe that it said and this one is this one is more of a structure. Some of the star forts seem to be more built into the landscape, and those are the ones that really impress me. Because if you look like at this one here, it has the it looks like water all around it, and um, some some other some other channels were actually showing how they go on Google Earth, and I don't know how they find these things. I don't know. How, I wish I could. And they're able to even find old star forts that have been built over and there's only just some remnants left that you can see that they're still there. But anyway, this is just another one. Another question that I have is what civilization was this? How are they all over the world? How were they able to build these structures? What were they really for? Um, because the whole idea of them just being used for protection, that seems like an awful lot of intricacy and geometry just for protection, especially during war times, and especially considering what sorts of materials they might have. And I understand that a lot of these cultures were definitely better off with building and architecture than we were, but you always have to ask yourself how and not just don't ask yourself how and always just satisfy yourself with what you're told in school. You have to ask yourself how and you have to ask yourself um, logistically how. How are these things really happening as with as if as with the buildings? How are they able to get all of the materials to where they were? How like, for example, in the Chicago World's Fair with 700 acres, how were they able to mix all that concrete for all of those buildings? Um, the, the questions just go on and on. And this was a horse and buggy population. Um, this wasn't something, this wasn't an advanced civilization. So just, here's just another video to kind of get the wheels turning in your head and just really to encourage you to ask questions about everything around us because you just never know what really happened. That's all that I have for you today. If you like this video, give it a thumbs up. If okay. So well, that'll close up Star Forts because yeah. I want to close it. Yeah, that. we're done with That's Star Forts. Yep. We're done with Starforts. Anyway, it was it was a fun rabbit hole today. It was weird. Into, though. It is weird. Let's do our tribute before we, and that was a good segue into world fairs. Um, 
Yeah, because we got some interesting shit about that too. Yeah. I'm curious to see the inside and if it was a Templar. If it was the Templars. I, I, I think it is. I mean, the way it, it just the cross, the way the cross was. And I wonder because we we hear about the Templars. They had banks everywhere. They had keeps everywhere, as they called it. Makes you wonder. Gotta make you wonder. But the whole frequency and vibration and sound thing really fascinates me. Of course it does. Because we've been down that road. Like every, it seems like every rabbit hole we fall down, we come back to frequency and vibration. I, I don't know what else to, to say, except that it keeps bringing us back to the same point. Like if you make a Venn diagram out of it, <laughs> frequency and vibration would be right in the middle. Of course it does. That would be the crossover. Thank you, Cisco Kid. <laughs> Um, so what is going on Pequest thank you for the cookie uh Osk oh it hit the scratching oh that's right it is time let me bring that up I gotta find it down it's got a picture it's not that that's uh that's red pill uh uh go down yeah. Down. There you go. That one. Oh. All right. Scratch them. Scratch and release. It's over been on released. The side. Scratch those tickets. I guess. See what you win. Yeah. Hopefully, you win more than one. That'd be nice. Okay. As we take hits from the bong. All right. That's puppy. Puppy. All right. He who slaps at bears. What did what did you say? I don't know. Go down. I don't know. I don't know. Ooh, one a gold pill. See, why are you only wearing winning one gold pill? That's what happens sometimes. That's horseshit. You should win like twenty gold pills. Forty gold pills. Fifty gold pills. All right. Fuck. I see everybody just winning one gold pill. I think that's bullshit. Hey, one's better than none. Uh, I'll release it. I think one more time. We'll do it at the end. Yeah. All right. Okay. I know you like this. We've we've played this before. You like this? These people. Okay. This is a, the reset. All right. So after Tartaria's fall, the abandoned city the post the reset. reset. And after the fall of Tartaria, these abandoned cities throughout our realm
so what we have here are massive and grand city streets that are unpaved and muddy next to beautiful grand architecture that just doesn't fit with the streets but more particularly what stands out to me always is where are the people now a lot of critics like to say oh well long exposure back then and etc etc but where's the fruit stands the litter the horses, the carriages, the blurs of people moving, nothing, almost looking model-like. That is just one example in St. Petersburg. But here's a picture from the Civil War around the same period of time. And again, people are moving right here just fine. Just fine here. A little blurry, but for the most part, Compared to that, not a single person, not a single horse in a city this massive. Just look how far back it goes. So again, to debunk the narrative of long exposure times, this is Abraham Lincoln's inauguration in 1861. Shouldn't these people all be invisible? Sure, slightly blurry they are, but pretty visibly there and darn good detail for a photo in 1861 regardless some more photos from the civil war here via cyclopedia britannica and scroll through Not standing around yes but very clear photos for 1861 that can show people. Very staged. Well, of course, they even admit in mainstream history that most of the Civil War photos we see are staged. There's another one, 1865 Capitol March. Horses are a little bit blurry, but for the most part, unless everybody in the parade held really, really still for this long exposure. And now back to the reality we're left with. It's another photo of St. Petersburg. And again, you see a little bit of people here, but get the overgrowth. Where's the landscaper at? Right up to the steps. This just looks like an abandoned city. You got the inheritors right here in the nice little top hat, posing for the camera. The founded building. I see a lot of buildings on the cornerstone saying, not built by a certain date, but founded. Words are careful. And here's a panorama also of the abandoned cities after the reset.
San Francisco. Across the uh, pond here, the other side. Again, I believe they said this was the 1870s. So 10 years away after the Civil War. And from those St. Petersburg photos. And just amazing how built up this city is for fires. It would be a few years away from the great fire and earthquake, but very modern. But again, another city completely empty. Not a horse, not a vendor, not a stand. I've looked in here and you can see a stray person or a stray horse here and there, but honestly, for a city this size, look at these massive buildings just looking like a modern shot almost, not a single person, not any blur, nothing. This is, uh, this is one of the good ones. This, this is one of the ones I have a lot of questions about because how is that possible? How is that 1870? There was almost 2.1 million people living in San Francisco at where, the time. Where is everybody? And you mean to tell me he only got like five or six people on camera? You mean to tell me that there were only five or six people there on camera? Look at the detail in some of those photos. That's impossible that you only got like five or six people. I mean, those those, those streets should be teeming with people. Yeah. People didn't have much to do back then. They and, didn't have cell phones, computers, or yeah. TV. They were going outside. They were, they were working. They were tending their gardens, dealing with their lives. Where'd all the people go? Where'd all the people go? I mean, the church, there should be people on the church. Like, look at Fuck the cathedral yeah. in the middle. Folks, there should be people on the cathedral. People steps. should be in church. Yeah. That would have been like, hey, you go to mass Everybody goes every to day. Everybody. Every day. Yeah. It's insanity. See tons of antennas. And, the, and what's up with all the antennas in the 1870s? Antiquitech yeah. yeah. Antiquitech, exactly. Beautiful scenery. It's got to be Antiquitech because like it doesn't make any sense. Heard from the earlier picture. But nobody. I have seen if you scroll all the way over here, there's one horse, and you can even see it looks like it's mid turn. Unless it just decided to stop in the middle of the street, maybe to block all the people off from uh, getting in the way of a perfect shot. But where's all the carriages? Where's all the stands? It's clearly daytime. Looks like this part of the city they haven't quite got to. Sure. Uh, hold on a second because I'm going to throw a huge monkey wrench in here. Hmm. He kind of hit it, but he didn't. That looks like they're still uncovering from the mud floods. One, two, three. Looks like I got three boats out there. Yeah. Are these staged photos? Possibly. 
but it's it's interesting though. That's part of the city. It looks like they're still digging it out. Well, there was a huge fire. Okay, he did say that because there was the Great San Francisco Fire plus the Great San Francisco Earthquake. So there's a lot of shit that happened to the city, and they in a very short time to that degree in a short period of time. They wouldn't be digging it out; they would be re they would be building it up. Would they though? There would be ashes. There would be. I mean, look, uh, look keep going. It literally it looks like fire and an earthquake. Maybe, and they rebuilt it to that degree in a short period of time. It's clearly daytime. It's like this part of the city they haven't quite got to. CLB, the theory is that the people disappeared. Um, they were raptured at the end of the Millennial Kingdom. Right here, there's a horse buggy. Mm -hmm. um, and he, I mean, he did say there's a, you know, there's a couple people here and there and there, but not to the degree that there should be. You gotta make it's gotta make you look at that. That earthen mound is the same size, it's the same height as the buildings next to it. Like they haven't dug out that part of the mud flood yet. And here we see a couple horses. There are owners nowhere in sight. Well, there's some right here too. Mm -hmm. There's some right there. There's some right here. Eighteen seventy CLB. There's some right here. For a city this massive. Right there. Uh, I just lost them again. They're right up to there. To only come across half uh, a I, dozen I horses at that. That is odd. More nice in Tech here. City just looks abandoned. Look at this in Weird. Yeah, what why is that on the top of the buildings of in 1870? Identical mm. styles almost. No, because one of them looks like it's got resistors at the bottom of it. Yeah, almost. almost like it's a Tesla coil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looks all very washed and cleaned. There's another carriage. I believe that makes six. There's two more behind it. You get on to you, another one. You got. Oh, oh shit! I'm sorry. You guys can see that, right? There's a carriage here, yeah. and there's one more here, and one more here. Yeah. So there are carriages on the there's street, handful, yeah. but there should be more. I mean, they should be, it, it should look like New York city, like traffic with taxis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause if you think about modern New York city, yeah. if there were two and a half million people, there'd living be there, cars. it should be there should full be of horses and carriages, horses and carriages yep. moving all over here. And there's nothing. And don't tell me it was <laughs> a Sunday. If it was a Sunday, there should be horses and carriages lined Coming up in front of the to church. Another one yeah. here. Side note before we continue on to the next panoramic of an abandoned city. I'd like you to read this little excerpt from. Uh, it says, but of these old abandoned cities of Tartaria, not a tradition remains. There are tombs without an epithet. M. Hugh mentions that he found a Mongol shepherd among the ruins. He knew more, no more of the place than that it was called the Old Town in a country inhabited by wandering pastoral tribes, such as state of in, uh, incurious 
and satisfied ignorance respecting ancient monuments and buildings may exist, but where they are persons having a fixed inhabitation in their vicinity, a striking relief in it of antiquity and living in its neighbors, their curiosity respecting it is excited. And if true history of it has perished a fabulous legend legend soon springs up to satisfy the cravings of the appetite for information hmm. interesting book here entitled oddly credibility of the early roman history there's an excerpt from it in the highlighted parts, but of the old abandoned cities of Tartary, not a tradition remains. They're all tombs without an epitaph. He mentions that he found a Mongol shepherd among the ruins who knew no more of the place than that it was called the old town. Possibly indeed referring to this. So as I was looking into this video, I found a full-on panorama here from a Nigel Fowler Sutton. Very great uh, video here. And this is St. Petersburg, 1861. I've had stills of a lot of this, but never the complete panorama. Again, we see here is giant, empty, massive streets. A little bit of action right here. But where's all the stands? Where's all? Now, hold on. Those are huge. I'm sorry. Strikes. I'm sorry. You've got action. Everybody see my cursor right here, right? Okay. So you got people right here. You've got people right back here. I can see them all. Well, that's what he just said. No, he was saying just right here. I can see people back here. I can see people along the road right here. I can see people in front over here. I can see people back over here. I uh I don't see anybody over there. Don't see anybody in this area. All right, let me keep going. I'm just saying there are more people there than what he's saying. The horse carts. Where's all the idle horses? There's one right here. I there's shadows are blocking a lot like right here. This street looks like it's not quite finished from the reset. Piles of mud all the way down. Yet this one's nice and clear. It almost looks like a such beautiful see how the architecture bottom of the building is dirty. As far as the eye can see. Like that's where they removed the mud. On muddy streets right up to the buildings. Yeah. It's in every picture too, though. Not a yeah, person but they inside. They removed the mud. Yeah. All at the same level. Unlike that San Francisco one, I've yet to even find an idle horse here. Again, the shadows right here, it's definitely the daytime. No, I'm Other sorry. Side there's, street, looks very there's shadows right there. I'm sorry. Those look All like horses. That's a horse right there. City, I, this that, massive looks like it could. That's a fucking horse right there. 
that is a horse, horse right there yep. right there dude don't give don't don't piss on my back and tell me it's raining motherfucker because that ain't gonna work the port of population almost a million that's a horse right there mm -hmm. that's a horse right there sorry no wait is it or is it a mud pile there is a couple idle horses yeah he sees them here here mm-hmm there's more up it the street like there. Maybe a dozen. Right here, going up the street. this road. Right there. Must you can be a see popular them. spot that day. Massive tower. Look at the antennas on top of those. Yeah, and you see this? Okay, so this is that where my cursor is right now. That's a horse and buggy. Now, why does it look blurry? Because it's a very because slow, no, um, it was an open. They opened the shutter for a very long mm -hmm. time, long exposure rate yep. made that horse and buggy turn into a blur. Mm -hmm. When you see those blurs like that, like right here, that's a horse and buggy. That's it was moving at the time of the shot. I guarantee that's a horse and buggy. Mm -hmm. It's just because of the exposure rate. Long exposure rate, mm -hmm. it fucking disappears. That's why you don't see any smoke either. Remember, back then, they didn't have any power. Everything was burning. If they didn't have any power, why were there antennas on top of all the buildings? That's a great question. But they didn't have any power. So they had fire. So fire and smoke, you would see that billowing from chimneys, but you don't see any yeah, smoke exposure. billowing from the chimneys because of the long exposure of mm -hmm. the photo. No See, now, around. this is my problem, okay? You go from this. This looks like a picture over here, right? This right here where my 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 cursor's at right now. That looks like a picture. That looks like a fucking drawing. Well, it's a it's a panoramic. So it's... I know. That looks like a fucking drawing. Though. I gotcha. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks real. That looks fake as fuck. Um, Just saying. It looks fake. Um, it looks like somebody drew that. Maybe. For miles, completely empty and abandoned cities. San Francisco, Moscow, St. Petersburg, just to name a few. And when searching for some more photos of this cathedral in St. Petersburg, we have one even in 1890, where we actually see some people here looking very out of place. Such a massive and grand structure. They look almost all uniformed, all posing for the camera. The few dozen, maybe at generous estimates for building this size alone. To mention all the other ones, that's ridiculous. No, I do not want to buy that shot. And digging into some of my files here, show you how preposterous that uh, long exposure time myth is. American Civil War from the 1860s. This is 
better than some modern phones take. Especially. And again, I'm sorry, 1860, right? Look at this. Look, you've got wagon train after wagon train after wagon train after wagon train. There's just people everywhere. So why weren't they in the other pictures? Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, where are the people in these pictures? I see wagons. But I see no tons people. of wagons. And I see horses. I don't see a whole lot of people, though. Mm-hmm. Weird. Weird. They fully zoomed out. Wow. And very busy. Those are original original pictures, Hilby. Very active city. I believe the population was scattered after the reset. Broken and decimated, especially with the fall of Tartaria. There are some cities that were populated, people would gather too. Cities like St. Petersburg, I feel they sat empty. I'm not sure what city this is, but again, muddy streets, big drop off here. Windows half Beautiful covered in the building. front. Clearly mud flooded right there. I'm going back again to the uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. Civil War in the 65. See a little blur of people moving here, but again, nothing close to what we see in these pictures. Nothing. Moscow, same thing. Not a single person, horse. Anything of that matter. I'm going to look at some panoramics of Moscow around that period, too. You get the same thing. Much like St. Petersburg. Empty and really muddy looking streets right next to the Kremlin. A better shot of that picture I had earlier. It's big, grand architecture. Nobody in sight. We had people coming on the scene here in 1890. Starting to populate it. Almost looks like they're growing wheat right next to the uh, Kremlin. Okay, hold on, hold on. Whoa, go back, go back, dickhead. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. All right, so. Um, all right, been here. Mm -hmm. This is all rock. This is all rock. Doesn't it's look like all rock. brick. It's all brick in here. Doesn't look like brick. It's all brick in there. It doesn't look like brick in this picture. I, I gotcha, but it's all brick in there. I gotcha. This over here are gardens. I know that there are gardens over there, but this is all brick. Mm. I've been here. This is all brick. Yeah, it does look like brick right there. I can see where the road ends. Mm. This is all brick. This is all brick. This is the Kremlin. This is right outside the Kremlin. Mm. I know exactly where this is. I've been here. I've stood here, took a picture. 
This is all brick from side to side. Where they cleaned off the mud, it's there. Yeah. Who said they cleaned off the mud? Who said they just didn't build a t uh, on top of it? Because really? look at this. This is a hill. Mm -hmm. Goes down. Goes downhill right back there. Mm -hmm. Just okay. saying. But just not a place that seems like it warrants such large and numerous buildings. Just look how far back this goes. You see a handful of people, 1890 on that Kremlin shot. This one, they say... 19th century of some time, but again, they can capture some people moving. Apparently, it's very selective. Inheritors arriving on the scene. And to just wrap up and highlight one more image that just shows lifelessness in a city that looks like it can support a million people. Grand Street, not a soul on it. This is Moscow again around the same period. Looking muddy and empty and wide. That is, that's a south view. All right. This is the Kremlin right here. This is uh, from your, uh, this is uh, Murmansk right here. This is the main street Murmansk. As you're coming up right in front of the Kremlin. This is right along the water. It's most famous area in all of moscow um this road here you got a bunch of drop-offs where uh little stairwells cut off over here down to the water line um you saw it in uh, goldeneye when james bond was driving the tank down the road that's where this is okay also in that mission impossible movie where they're correct down, they go down the yeah, correct. So this is all of that stuff right there. I've been there before. That's how I know that this exists. It is odd because that uh, that city literally is home to over six and a half million people now. Back then, it was probably at least two or three. It couldn't have been much less than that. But that is all Moscow. Mm -hmm. That is interesting. Very interesting to see that. That's the backside of the Kremlin right there. Interesting. Very interesting. Sight. No smoke in any of the chimneys. Well, you wouldn't, again, you wouldn't see smoke in the chimneys With because a, a long exposure, exposure yeah. lens, you're not going to see the smoke. Mm -hmm. But what you would see, and I don't see it anywhere in here, I don't see a blur. I don't see anything that could even be misconstrued as a carriage and yep. a horse or a person for that matter. Yep. Of course, there is all this dark shit. So who knows? They could be underneath that. Those are trees. Mm. Um, they're a lot taller today than they were back then, obviously. But who knows? I, I don't see any real movement, though. There's mm -hmm. no real movement there. No carts on the street. No horses on the street. No boats in the river. You're right, No whited out sky. Hmm. Whether it's Moscow, though, or anywhere else. I like the antiquitech they show in this uh, 
insert of a Tartarian city. Being very ruined and decimated, but again, the long exposure. No stone will be left unturned. Mm -hmm. Clearly, it's debunked in more ways than one. Dude, this guy's about as interesting as watching linoleum. I know, I know, I know. I gotcha. All right, so sometimes he's, I'm, I'm gonna get rid of him. Sometimes he has better energy, and sometimes he obviously <sighs> smoked a lot before he did the video. Yeah, he did. So he did not do enough crack. No shit. Scary. What's this? This is something strange about the the world fairs. World fairs. Time to move into that one because mm -hmm. that one too adds a whole other aspect to this. Yeah. In the 1800s, expos were held throughout various parts of the globe and were known as world fairs. Despite the high level of skill the constructions that these fairs had, they were all only standing for a very short period of time. For a short period of time, not a very short well, period. Well, they were fine for a short period of time. Just be accurate. Mm -hmm. They seem to construct a lot of these fairs after really strange times. Like, for example, here's just one view of the Chicago World's Fair. And it was supposedly all built within two years of time, 800 acres of land. And it was built about 20 years after the entire city of Chicago was decimated by a fire. And then if you actually look at the San Francisco World's Fair, too, it's, it's just as odd because the San Francisco World's Fair, I believe, was built about nine years after the San Francisco earthquake. And then there was also a fire. So instead of rebuilding their cities, which uh, apparently they also did, they also had time to build these really extravagant world's fairs. One cannot help but to ask themselves, how were these structures built so quickly? Why were they built? And why did they all not only get destroyed, but burnt down after a few months? Pieces of our history is being hidden away. A group of higher intelligence seems to have been present in the late 1800s for us to have this kind of a development. It seems as if humanity has been reset at some point. The people of this time were far more calculated and seem to have some type of knowledge that can't be explained. Hmm. Let's take a deeper look into these buildings and constructions. Right as this sort of period ends of unbelievable strangeness, and all of a sudden these fairs spring up all over the world with impossible buildings, buildings we're talking about, which are colossal structures. Chicago built 700 acres of fair in supposedly less than two years. St. Louis built 1,200 acres of exposition buildings. One of the buildings in Chicago, the manufacturer's building, would house 300,000 people. There's a giant statue in the middle of the lagoon. It was called the Golden Lady, and it was known as the Statue of the Republic. It was 65 feet tall. They say it was covered in gold leaves that had copper underneath, but others speculate it was actually made out of solid gold. So you're talking 65 foot high, potentially solid gold statue. We're talking giant structures and looking like ancient Rome with towers and domes and columns and the most fine, ornate 
pieces to them in these record unbelievable times then as soon as they're done chuck them in the garbage they had a canal system that ran through the entire exposition they also had an above ground electric train an electric train well where's the electricity coming from that's running around the park they had a moving walkway down by the shore not enough people are asking where does this technology come from it was certainly more than all of the lights anyway that were in new york city at the time were at the chicago exposition that must have been mind-blowing for most of those people who had only seen gaslight or candlelight at night to see that city lit up in such a way. Again, Calthoys, 1901, we are told, whether it's true or not, the idea of being able to electrically do anything hasn't been around that long. And this fair is bizarre. This is supposed to be Tesla's fair, where he managed to somehow move electricity from Niagara Falls to Buffalo for the fair. No one's really explained how he actually did that. And at the middle of the fair is a 395-foot-high electrical tower. On top of which, of course, is a female golden statue called the Goddess of Light. That this thing was lit up by some suggest half a million electric light bulbs. Again, when you look at the photos of this thing, it's just, where do they really get the power from? I mean, think of what it would take today if you had a place with no electricity and no way to pipe it in, the generators that would have to be built. For example, there's a building that went up for the Barcelona Exposition in 1888. It was claimed to be the fastest built building in the world, 5,000 square meters, capacity for 2,000 guests, 600 rooms, 30 apartments, and it was supposed to be built in 53 days. This is supposed to be a time of horse and buggy. The two-year building times are actually impossible unless the two most likely theories would be either A, they had a technology that they're not supposed to have, and it really was built in that time frame. Even if they built them, they had to build them out of marble and stone in record time, or the buildings were already there. And then what was amazing, for example, in St. Louis, two days after the fair ended, they brought in a demolition team from Chicago with explosives and blew the thing up. They actually used dynamite to blow it up, and they say threw it in landfills. The things like the World Fairs shows there was a time in our past, and even not that far in our past, where humans seem to be at a completely higher level. Human living and human knowledge were constructed into the buildings using cymatics, using sacred geometry. These fairs, they're so important to study because the history that we know right now as history was invented at the time these fairs were going on. One of their underlying nefarious purposes was to teach a historical narrative to the population that they were supposed to believe and agree with. And scarily, the world we're walking into today is in some way has its origins during the time of these fairs. This is the only building left. Um, I think it's a museum of science, which is still there in Chicago today, but it's not the same as it was in the fair. They took away all the interiors with the marble and stuff. And, you know, it's not the same building anymore uh, in many ways. This is the 1964 fair uh, in the USA. Don't quite... Um, um, if you type 1964, I think it's in New York, to be honest. How can you say, how can you tell me, I mean, the budget, the money allocated by by those who did the fair for this 1964 is way bigger than for this. How can you compare this fair from 1964 with this one from 1893? And you're telling me that uh, the same humanity built this as this. Why do we have this? at the end of the 19th century, so majestic, imperial, Atlantic, like Atlantis looking like, you know, super awesome, mega impressive, and you compare it with, um, with, uh, with this. It doesn't make any sense. You see my point? If our human race is the builders, are the builders of this and of this, 
then they would build something more majestic in 1964, 70 years after the 1893 Colombian expedition. But no, no. Uh, and that, that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm trying to look at the fires. Everything is burning in fire. You tell me how something built in marble and stone can can um, can perish in normal and then fire. This is Chicago, the city, at the same time when the fair was uh, being made. It's kind of interesting. You know, this comes to me. Suppose like they're saying like the, those are the construction dates of those buildings. Chicago, the same with San Francisco, the same with like the big cities of the U.S. and Canada and Russia and China and Australia and all of South America in the big majority of places, as well as African countries as well, in the country that finish in Stan in Asia and also in Germany and other places. It's just, you know, I, I, I constantly hear this. He's almost done. Let him finish. No, no, no. I constantly hear this. How, how, how did they do this? You have to remember back then in those days, they didn't have the same day you and I have today. Everybody tries to compare construction back then to construction today. Okay. Today, what do we have? Seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest with you. Seriously, think about this. What do we have today? We, we, we got this shit. We got these stupid boxes. We've got all this other. Back then, they didn't have any of that. You have an eight-hour, exactly, Cisco kid. You have an eight-hour day. Back then, we were working 12, 16 hours a day. Why were we working 12, Because there was nothing else to do. They can barely build a house in two years now, like a big house. How the fuck do you think that they built that huge, huge Stop. in Chicago you, you, in two years? You have to stop thinking... Think about how many people lived in Chicago at the time. Mm -hmm. So they just, they gave up their daily lives there. Who paid for it? Absolutely. Because they were making a wage. You have to remember what, who, that's a great question. I don't know. I can't explain that one to you, but this one, I can tell you, think about it. There were people. Then for, why tear it down? There were people there for a time that would get on a train. And they would follow the train for work mm -hmm. because when the train stopped, they were building something. They were doing something. Yes, there were people that did that. They traveled from place to place to build shit to send money home. I gotcha. Because you made more money doing that than you did if you were, let's say, at home just working in your field or farming. No, I gotcha. And they also had... You got to remember there, there was a lot more people. There was a lot more people. And yet they say that the population is, was a 10th now than it is. Then, than it was then. Like, no, no, that the population then was a 10th of what it is now. That the population we have now is the biggest that's ever been on the planet. That's what they keep telling us. We, we didn't have, think, think about what the workforce was. We didn't have child labor laws. We didn't have, no, I know. And we'll get into that. With we didn't have college. We, we didn't have. We're getting close. We didn't have any of that shit. We had just, you went to school for a couple of years, sixth grade, you were done. You were out in the street working with dad. I gotcha. Are you going to let him finish the last 30 seconds of this or are you going to move on? I don't know. 
I, I just think it's bullshit that we keep asking the same question. How, 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 well, how is really simple. The day was different back then. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was, you know, but not enough Something of is fishy. It was way different. It was way different. A day was way different back then. Takes too long. This video with narration and cut out a few images that were inappropriate. Uh, actually, only one image. And so I'm just going to try to give it a little bit of narration. So it might not make complete sense, but it's just a way to give this video a little bit more context and still keep the music and uh, the original comments and so forth instead of redoing the video altogether. So, first of all, the incubators, a lot of people have asked about the incubators. The incubators were first introduced at the World's Fair, and some people speculate that it was a way for people to take children and put them into situations like this, like public schools and so forth, that they needed more bodies for the system. They needed more children for the system to repair like what you see here but flooded cities they needed more bodies to dig more bodies to work and to train them for situations like that they needed them to be indoctrinated so <clears throat> there you go that's the, the theory with the incubators is the incubators were a cover story to move children around uh, not unlike what may or may not be happening today in other situations, but that would be a different video, obviously. So, like I said, I don't know, I don't know everything about every picture, nor does a lot of other YouTubers out there. We just put pictures out there and people can make what they want from them. We don't have answers for everything. All I know is that the incubators were a strange period during the World's Fair's uh, history, and uh, they say it was to show off the science and the medical breakthroughs. I don't know. This photo most likely isn't that suspicious or, you know, important. It might even just be a Halloween picture. Now, the thing with the Coney Island and the, and the beaches of the early 1900s is they seem out of place. They seem like they've never even seen water. Why are they wearing so many clothes? Why are they wearing so many clothes in this picture? It's not just about modesty. It's about these are the clothes that they were given. They don't seem right. As other people have mentioned, as John Levi's mentioned, as Wood Nichols has mentioned, they don't seem... All these people seem out of place. Their clothes don't match. What it, seems, it just seems awkward. It seems over overdone, especially with the hats and the umbrellas, parasols, whatever you call them. There's just a strangeness about all these people. They just seem out of place. This woman seems out of place on the diving board. It's like she's never been on a diving board before. You know, and nobody can explain why people are wearing so many damn clothes. You know, and why everybody had the same hat. You know, and 
there's just a lot of inconsistencies. And when I first started doing these videos, I wanted to just see if people could kind of figure it out much by looking at them. But if people prefer narration, I'll give narration. I, I should give narration anyways. It's, it's more interesting, I suppose. And if you don't want to hear my narration, then you can mute the video. And I'm going to be doing uh, non-narrated videos, just the music on a different channel. I'm going to make a, a separate channel just for that. And then this channel will be more uh, narration videos. But I'll have a separate channel just for the music and the pictures. Anyways, like I was saying, the hats, look at the hats. Now this picture I know is a lot of, to do with perspective, that those people aren't actually that much smaller than that foot. Just kind of optics, but interesting nonetheless. Now this picture, I have no idea. Looks like Russia, but that's a pretty big bell. You know, I don't know. If anybody knows, leave in the comments. I just think it's interesting. You know, I'm trying to give context now, but I don't have all the answers. All I know is that all those guys got the same damn hat, and that's weird. You know, they'll say, oh, well, you know, there's only so many people making hats back then, and there was only so many styles. This, you know, it's weird. It's strange. It's like they got a kit. It's like when they got here, they were just giving a kit of clothes. They didn't always fit, and it didn't always make sense. <laughs> you know, and this year, I don't know, not sure. Maybe a World's Fair, maybe something else. Not sure, it's not a picture, it's a drawing. These guys, captains of industry. I don't know, pretty suspicious. Now this other one right here, this is New York. I know what that is. That's the, um, uh, what's that? They have the science thing there now. What, this must, they, uh, no, this is New York. This is that, uh, you know, where the, it was the World's Fair at one point. They got like the flying saucers and the, and over by Coney Island. Tomorrowland? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what that is. That's, that's that main building there. Yeah. And cause I can tell by the dome and they have the whole aquarium and all the, uh, living, um, the, yeah. uh, or whatever it is. You can let him go anyway. I just, I was interested in the, uh, the incubators, the babies, because they had these at all the the world's fairs, um, the children they they had they come from? all these babies in incubators, and people were just taking them and bringing them home with them. <laughs> like you go to a world's fair and you'd go home with a baby, your an infant, your out of swag incubator in your no swag shit. bag your is swag a baby. Bag, you got a baby. You got a baby like, in your swag bag. What the fuck? You went to a fair and you got a baby. Uh, yeah, that's anyway. a pretty big. That's like bringing home a goldfish. No shit. I mean, did, did you did you have to? Yeah, instead of winning a goldfish, you got a damn baby. Yeah. See. Uh, hold on. Wait, I think this is a short. Actually, no, not quite. Let me, let me see what this one is. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Go ahead and do that one. That's the world's. That's eighteen ninety three Chicago. All right. The 1893 Chicago World's Fair was a triumph, but there was a darker side. African Americans were excluded, indigenous people were exhibited, and the fair would become forever linked with a serial killer. This is the incredible story of the 1893 World's Fair.
1893 World's Fair was considered a remarkable achievement, not least because it took place just 22 years after Chicago was gutted by fire. Between October 8th and 10th, 1871, a huge inferno ripped through the mostly wooden city. National Geographic reports that an estimated 300 people were killed and 17,500 structures were destroyed. The cost of the damage was around $200 million. With 90,000 of the city's 324,000 residents now homeless, looting broke out. Martial law was also declared on October 11th and lasted for several weeks. However, Chicago's leaders saw an opportunity to rebuild a bigger, better, more fireproof city. Fortunately, the railroads and meat plants, Chicago's main industries, were still intact. New laws required buildings to be constructed of fireproof materials, although it took another smaller fire in 1874 to convince architects and builders to take these measures seriously. In 1890, Chicago beat rivals New York, Washington, D.C., and St. Louis in the contest to host the 1893 World's Fair. The city ultimately raised more money than its rivals, from wealthy investors including Marshall Field, the city and state, and ordinary citizens. The organizers' first priority was designing and constructing the landscape that the fair would take place upon. For this, they hired America's most famous landscape artist, Frederick Law Olmsted, and his business partner, Harry Codman, who sadly died before he could see their plans come to fruition. The pair organized their design around a series of artificial lagoons and waterways, complete with artificial islands. One of the main attractions was the Basin, a huge pond in the Court of Honor which featured the 65-foot gold-gilded statue of the Republic, a robed woman holding a globe and a staff. Guests could travel between exhibits by traditional Venetian-style gondolas or on newfangled electric-powered boats. Several boats also served as attractions in their own right. The Viking was a traditional Viking ship that was built in Norway and sailed across the Atlantic to New York and on to Chicago. PBS reports that there was also a Japanese dragon boat and replicas of Columbus's three ships. Olmsted took special pride in the fair's gardens, and one country in particular benefited from his obsession. The Japanese pavilion stood on the wooded island, looking out on a small garden known as the Japanese or Osaka Garden, complete with cherry trees. The fair's organizers appointed legendary Chicago architect Daniel Burnham as chief of construction, and he assembled the Avengers of 19th-century American architects. Ironically, for a fair that was supposed to celebrate American achievements, they agreed on the European neoclassical style for the exposition's main focal point, the Court of Honor. This was made up of enormous halls that hosted the exhibitions deemed most exemplary. These included the Machinery Hall, the Architectural Building, and the Manufacturers and Liberal Arts Building. All the buildings were painted white, hence they were collectively referred to as the White City. As beautiful as the buildings were, they were only designed to be temporary. Most were made from a mixture of plaster, cement, and a fibrous material called staff. But even after the fair had been dismantled, the legacy of the White City continued. It led to a renewed interest in neoclassical architecture, and it may have influenced the creation of another equally imaginative place. According to the Chicago Tribune, the dazzling achievements of the White City potentially inspired Wizard of Oz author and Chicago resident L. Frank Baum to create the book's Emerald City. The 1889 Paris World's Fair had shown off electric lighting, but the 1893 exposition took the electric revolution to the next level. Most Americans had still never encountered this seemingly magical technology before, and they got a dramatic introduction. At the fair's opening on May 1st, President Grover Cleveland pushed a button and the electrical power turned on. Grover Cleveland spanked me on two non-consecutive occasions! Hundreds of thousands of lights illuminated the buildings of the White City. It was the first World's Fair lit solely by electricity, but the spectacle went even further than that. A whole exhibition hall was dedicated to electricity. Guests could witness innovations such as electric sewing machines, irons, laundry machines, an early fax machine, and electric chairs. 
There was also the world's first moving sidewalk, the predecessor of the ones used in airports today. All this electricity was provided by one of history nerds' favorite inventors. Yes, the 1893 exposition is part of Nikola Tesla's unbelievable real-life story. Tesla sold his patents for an electrical system based on AC current to George Westinghouse. Westinghouse used them to undercut rival Thomas Edison's General Electric Company and win the bid to supply electricity to the exposition. But Edison still had a presence at the fair. It was the first time many visitors ever saw a light bulb, and he showed off his kinetoscope, an early device showing moving pictures. Although World's Fairs were supposed to unite people from different countries, there were also opportunities to show off what your city and country was capable of, kind of like the Olympics. Chief of Construction Daniel Burnham was especially keen to outdo the 1889 Paris World's Fair, which had unveiled one of the most iconic structures of all time, the Eiffel Tower. He got his answer from a structural engineer named George Washington Gale Ferris Jr. Ferris's original job at the fair was inspecting steel, but after learning that Burnham was looking for a centerpiece, he presented his idea for an enormous wheel spinning on a central axle. This was no carnival attraction. According to the Chicago Architecture Center, it stood 264 feet tall, with 36 gondolas around its outer edge, each able to hold 60 people, thus carrying a total of 2,160 riders at a time. Burnham was skeptical, and Ferris spent his own money running safety tests. Eventually, he succeeded in convincing Burnham, and the Ferris wheel became one of the exposition's main attractions, with approximately 1.4 million visitors paying the 50-cent fee to ride. I would really like to take you out. Fred, do you mind? You can't sit more than two people in a chair, Noah! The 1893 World's Fair was the backdrop for one of America's most notorious serial killers. H.H. H. Holmes came to Chicago around 1885 and started working in a pharmacy in Englewood, eventually taking it over. He had a building constructed nearby on 63rd Street, which he ran as a hotel during the fair. Later dubbed the Murder Castle, Harper's reported in 1943 that it contained secret passageways, staircases that led nowhere, rooms with no doors, gas fixtures that led into bedrooms, and a kiln in the basement. Guests and employees got lost in the dark maze, and Holmes would torture them, kill them, and dismember or burn their bodies in the basement. Many historians now believe that stories about Holmes and the murder castle were exaggerated by the press at the time until they became myth. That said, there's strong evidence that Holmes did murder multiple people, including children, as part of his many insurance scams. Estimates range from 9 to 200, and at one point he confessed to 27, but some of those supposed victims were still alive. According to Harper's, Holmes was caught in November 1894 after murdering a longtime associate to claim the insurance. He was hung in Philadelphia in 1896 for that murder, although a conspiracy theory that he escaped led to his body being exhumed in 2017. Rolling Stone reported that Tess confirmed it was indeed Holmes. World's Fairs showed off the latest innovations from around the globe in a variety of industries, and some famous products today tie their histories to the 1893 World's Fair, correctly or not. A common story has Cracker Jack being introduced at the fair by two German brothers. But according to NPR, it's possible that the popular 1908 song Take Me Out to the Ball Game, which name drops the brand, was actually responsible for its success. Similarly, Pabst Blue Ribbon did not win its titular prize at the 1893 World's Fair, although the brewery did take home the award for best beer. Another product supposedly introduced at the fair was Wrigley's Juicy Fruit Chewing Gum. William Wrigley created the flavor in 1893. He had a concession stand at the fair, so it's possible. Meanwhile, Austrian-Hungarian brothers-in-law Emil Reichel and Samuel Ladani had such success selling their Vienna sausages that they started the Vienna Sausage Company, which still dominates hot dog stands today. African-American leaders had hoped to use the 1893 World's Fair to show what black people had achieved in just three decades since the Emancipation Proclamation began the end of slavery. 
But while all 44 states at the time were represented, along with many other countries, the organizers refused to let African Americans exhibit as a collective group. They were also excluded from organizing committees and the opening ceremony, and black women were rejected from participating in the women's building. But some black leaders still found ways to make their voices heard, literally. If you know the crazy real-life story of Frederick Douglass, you know he wasn't easily deterred. Douglass was invited to represent Haiti at the fair, and he used the ceremony to make a speech condemning American racism during the fair's dedication ceremony. When the fair opened, he and fellow civil rights legend Ida B. Wells and two other activists wrote and handed out a pamphlet on the same theme. The organizers made one capitulation. They deemed August 25th a day for celebrating African-American achievements. Douglas was set to give another speech. However, when someone in the crowd heckled him about, quote, the Negro problem, he tossed his notes and delivered a blistering on-the-spot rebuke. Although African-Americans were not allowed to represent themselves, black and indigenous people from other countries had their own exhibits. But in some ways, these may have been worse than having no representation. The exhibits were excluded from the Grand Court of Honor. Instead, they were housed on the Midway Placine, the entertainment strip. That's housed in the literal sense. The exposition became a temporary home for people representing some Native American tribe and from people from Dahomey in West Africa. As page 54 of the official guide to the fair put it, the idea was that visitors could watch them cook, make trinkets, perform their songs and dances, and go about the ordinary routine of life in their tribes. They were treated more like animals in a zoo. The literature and media that came out of the fair endorsed this twisted perspective through racist cartoons and descriptions. They also associated African Americans with what they saw as the primitive Dahomeyans, something Frederick Douglass condemned in his speeches and pamphlets. Fortunately, two of the buildings constructed for the 1893 World's Fair are still in use today. The first building is the Palace of Fine Arts, which was built specifically to be fireproof. It was used to display works of art from all around the world during the fair. After the fair, the building became the Field Museum, housing natural history artifacts. In 1921, the museum moved to its current location on Lakeshore Drive. The building stood empty until a restoration project started in 1926 prepared it to become the Museum of Science and Industry, just in time for Chicago's next World Fair, the 1933-34 Century of Progress. It's still there. The current entrance was the back during the fair. The other building may be more familiar. It's one of the things in Ferris Bueller's Day Off you only notice as an adult. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. While most of the World's Fair took place on the south side of Chicago in Jackson Park, the World's Congress building was downtown. It hosted the World's Congress Auxiliary, a series of meetings on the social topics of the day. Afterwards, it was taken over by the Art Institute of Chicago, which had partly funded its construction. We can't visit the 1893 World's Fair, but thankfully, we can retread the visitors' footsteps in these beautiful buildings. Check out one of our newest videos right here, plus even more grunge videos about your favorite stuff. So obviously I always like to throw some of the mainstream history in, in these things, right? But he, right, in that video, in the beginning, if you remember, he said that all of the buildings were built from a mixture, uh, were basically plaster. They were paper mache. Mm -hmm. But two of the buildings are still standing and in use today. Weird. Right? Because those weren't built of paper mache. No. Those were built of marble. Those are built. Yeah, they were built to be fireproof. Exactly. Concrete. So I'm, I'm sorry. And the marble was removed, too. That's the other interesting part is the marble yeah. was removed yeah, was from those buildings yeah. and they were repurposed. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm calling bullshit on that. So um, one more I want to get into real quick before we go. Uh, yeah, I don't even know that we have time for that.
No. Mm, no, we don't have time for that. We don't. Okay. All right. But you go ahead and play your other Eagles video. And then yes. Because we'll we're going to play this. <sighs> Either way, we will be back tomorrow night. Um, and we're going to get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to close out with one other yep. Eagles song that I love. And because uh, they get it today because they won handily mm -hmm. last night. So and our featured, our featured sponsor of the day is Kush Creams. Because we we do love our Kush creams. Mick's neck's been bothering him again. I slathered him down this morning. Um, and my skin's been real dry because it's just been the weather's been weird here. And I've been slathering myself with it as well. And that face cream, by the way, that I showed y'all last week is amazing. Like I can already see the the fine lines going away. Um, it's it feels so good in your face. It's fantastic. So um, yeah, Kush Creams, go to kushcreams.com, use promo code Defiant, save 15% off your order. That stuff's amazing. Yeah, so, you'll love it. You got it. It so. is fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. So we'll again, tomorrow. we'll be back tomorrow, five forty-five for Liana's Lounge. Mm -hmm. Liana should be back on tomorrow morning. I at would hope nine oh five. And as long uh, as there's not a, a she does the morning anger war in her house. Yeah, she does the morning anger, and uh, we do the I, anger. I do the evening anger. You got it. So we bring both sides of the anger. So mm -hmm. catch. Tune in for the anger. And then we start at 545 again for her lounge. Yep. And then 6 p.m. our show so, promptly uh, starts. Peg, you can go to uh, go to pill.net and you'll just you'll see it. It's under Liana Wilbert. She starts at like between 905 and 915. Just look under the live tab and, and you'll see her pop up. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can check out her show and then check us out tomorrow night. You got it. And then Josh right after us at, the, at Pilled yep. um, and uh, for the Daily Dose. You got it. So either way, for the Mick. And uh, real quick, sorry, babe. Uh, shout out to uh, Flying My Chardonnay. I got your email. I, I was responding and then I was having trouble actually writing on my phone and I was like, fuck, there's an update that came through and it wouldn't let me push the letters on either on either side of the screen wow so i had to update the fucking phone and then the show started and i didn't get a chance to reply to you yet but i did read your email um thank you for being here we appreciate it and so we'll get back to you you got it so either way for the mick and Lynn, we will see you guys tomorrow night have a great night and uh def i hope you're watching this because uh you're the only other Eagles fan in here, so go birds. And uh, y'all have a great fucking night, and we will talk to you later. Thanks for watching, y'all. Uh, nope. Oh, <laughs> Are you ready? Handcuff the real blues. Yeah. Show the love, Philadelphia. Let's go, Philly, stand up. And we brought it every go-go play. See, I cheer for a team with fans that just like noise. Hellgate morning, freak out at night, boys. Eagle songs that make you get hype, boy. It's Mr. Reed. And I'm your favorite white boy, Stevie Wright, boy. And I'm bleeding green. Now I'm about to show you what this means to me. Come on, scream with me. Yeah, where's my people? Ladies and gentlemen, 
a.m. ready for the game, tailgate parking lot at the link is insane. Put my jersey on for my Philly team. A ball green with the ego head looking really mean. It's too cold if your heart's on fire. I'm an early bird with the eye to tiger. Put your game face on, everybody has to. Keep your hands in the air like a rocky statue. The 700 level up is where I measure. It's the nest of death, we all fly together. Now we keep one team, one city, one dream. The harder you hit us, yeah, the more we play green. R.I.P. Jim Johnson really missed the guy. So let's kill the quarterback and keep the blitz alive. Yeah. Loyalty to our team, South Philly's the base for worldwide Eagles fans. Come on, get in your face, come on. Jersey of Philly, no matter where you live. If you bleed green, you from first city. I'll blow green smoke like I got urban. Like a Dallas fan, if you got worse with me, I'm a diehard. Eagle fan, so I ride hard. Wings on my back, so I fly hard. In the link, you got two options. Either cheer for the Eagles, so we gon' see who's flopping. Get your fly on. Bird fans at the crib, turn their TV down. With 94 wide on. This is bird country, where we sing with gingling and star for the ring. It's the first hungry. Philly action, if you were Taurus at the lane, sit back, get you a drink. Feel the passion in the Novacan complex action. Yeah. Even make AI wanna come to practice. Game right here. The ball is spotted. The kick is away. It's gone! It's gone! Love my freedom, fuck the welfare, now I don't need it. Shotgun race 
from the woods to the plate. Ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late. To come around here, son, running your mouth. You can fuck around and find out. Okay. If they looking for me, well, they know where to find me I'll be half drunk, strapped up in a whitey I can show you if it's needed When you see it, you'll believe it If you don't love it, you can leave it Michael Jackson, you can F-A-F-O-I teach you how this game go Different joints, same smoke Wake up, wear the same clothes Real redneck, I'm a piece of white trash Blue collar boy, but my lady's high class Got the music way up loud With a cigar in my mouth Fuck around and come find out how we do it in the South. Ain't saying nothing, but you're running that mouth. I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud. I'm a son of the dirt South with a truck seat high and he straight pipes loud. This land, land of freedom, double barrels in case we need. Man up, we'll sit your ass down. We done talking, fuck around and find out. Love my country, love my